Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is the 22nd day of September. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A large police investigation across a quiet residential area of Upper Darby is taking place this morning. Police have been out there for hours and have made an arrest, but not much information is being released at this time. Police are shining a light on a house in the 100 block of Terrace Avenue near East Township Line Road in Westchester Pike. They're saying that's the main intersection, but they're kind of uh, in the residential area where it's a bit quieter. Uh, it's unclear what led to the person being being taken into custody after reports of shots being fired and officers ducking behind patrol cars. Mm. There was a lot of police activity overnight. The SWAT team was also on the scene. Uh, there was an initial report that an officer was shot, but it's been confirmed that that is not the case. So all that's known at this time is that shots were fired and a suspect was taken into custody, but not much more information is being released at this time. Uh, I know this seems outlandish, but I heard, and this is a rumor, that they have finally gotten Jack the Ripper. So, Whoa, that seems, no way. Never give up. Seems absurd, but I don't know. No, but you know, I don't have this in news, but did you see that they captured an escaped inmate in Chester County? The guy was from another state. I forget what state. No. Um, and he, he escaped prison. Uh, he was in there for um, a child uh, molesting a oh. child or, or multiple children. Uh, and he escaped on June wow. 6th and uh, they caught him in Chester County. I'm like, Chester County's getting a lot of activity yeah. Honestly, these days. Honestly, that, that convict tourism program really seriously, is paying Seriously, um, seriously. Are you on the run? Consider Chester County. A faulty front tire may have contributed to a charter bus careening off of a New York highway and down an embankment Thursday, killing two adults and hurting dozens of others, officials said. The bus carrying students from Farmingdale High School in Nassau County on Long Island was headed to Band Camp in Greenlee, Pennsylvania. The crash happened westbound on 84 in Wawayanda at about 1.20 in the afternoon. There were 40 students and four adults on board the bus at the time of the crash. Two adults, 43-year-old Gina Pelletier and 77-year-old Beatrice Ferrari, were killed. According to the Farmingdale High School's website, Pelletier was the school's band director. Five students were also critically injured, state police said. Victims were transported to both Westchester County Medical Center and Garnet Health Medical Center in Wallkill. State officials said all children who were on the bus have been accounted for. The injured students who did not require, uh, require hospitalization were taken to a community building for reunification with their parents. Uh, the bus, owned by Regency Transportation, was one of six in a caravan carrying students from Farmingdale High School. The NTSB, in coordination with the New York State Police, is sending a team to conduct a safety investigation into the crash. The team will arrive at the scene uh, this morning. Residents along the Jersey... Here we go. Residents along the Jersey Shore are preparing for Mother Nature ahead of a coastal storm that is likely to become Ophelia. Run! The forecast is calling for heavy rain and nearly 60 mile per hour wind gusts at the shore late Friday night into Saturday. At the shore? Where are you playing, well, no, Chris? Here, no. It's going to be here. It's here, too. It's here, too. Wait, there, Steve, and I thought of you because what right. they're saying for here, actually most of the region, is windswept rain. So that's not good for golf. No. That's not good for setting up Halloween not decorations. Good for like it's not good yeah. for anything. Windswept rain. Yeah. Uh, Atlantic City Fire Chief Scott Evans, who is also the city's emergency management coordinator, said they 
They are monitoring the storm closely. We're expecting one tide cycle, Evan said. So what we've been doing is we're getting ready for high water vehicles. Uh, we're getting our high water. Oh, my God. Tornado. <laughs> Uh, our public safety agencies have all been on alert looking at staffing issues and making sure our equipment is up to par. Oh, my God! Uh, tornado! Tornado! Listen, I, I fall into this with them. Like, as the meteorologists are reporting this, and I know this is, like, their, this is what they work for. They love storms right. and all that. But, like, I'm right in there. I'm like, oh, my God. Windswept rain, 60 miles per hour. What are we going to do on Saturday, guys? Uh, well, it's, yeah, uh, of course. And I, there was one lone report... Uh, I forget who the gentleman was. I think it might have been NBC. I'm not sure. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Who suggested it's a possibility that it could blow itself out? Oh, God. Um, like the one only one I heard of. And my money's not on that happening. Uh-huh. My uh, my parents are supposed to fly home tomorrow. I wonder how that's going to affect uh, flights oh, in and yeah. out of Philly. Yeah, probably. Well, Nick, yeah. We were talking earlier, Nick, about the, uh, the, the It's Always Sunny event. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is like partially outdoors at the man. And, you know, if you have a covered seat tomorrow night, you'll be fine. But, uh, uh, you know, it's open air on yeah. all sides. And there are lawn seats, so it'll be interesting to see how it affects Nick, a lot if, of things. Not if it's wind swept rain, you're not <laughs> no, going to be right. okay under the. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is going to turn into a, a, a hurricane. Is that why they're giving it a name? Yeah, that, that's what it is. Yes, it's it's Ophelia. Ophelia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ophelia. Oh my God! This Lumineers. Yes. Yeah. That is one of the best I love storm breakdowns of yeah. all time. Uh, Evan said that they're also concerned about the potential powerful wind uh, and power outages. Oh, my God! Atlantic City Electric enhanced its staffing plans to respond to any down power lines and outages. Meanwhile, PennDOT is keeping an eye on the roads and the highways. They're making sure oh, all my God! the drainage systems are cleared. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God! Wind swept rain is a cr- oh my god, god is expected <laughs> across our region. Tornado, no. tornado. Uh, so, so uh, listen. I'm not going to put up decorations only to have no, you, you know. Can. To, I mean, and, and I have a massive plan to secure them. Really, the the best ever. But why, why even go through yeah, that? Don't risk it. Yeah, just no. start after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as my grandmother used to say. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, okay, so fans of rain will bring wet weather to much of the area for most of the day on Saturday and then they're saying there'll be some re- residual uh, wet weather on what's, Sunday. What's your situation then? So you're playing oh, today. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm playing in this, uh, right, like, this club tournament and like real like I've been planning tournament. on it for months. Yeah. And uh, it's a two-day you know, oh, forty-five hole days. thing, yeah, uh, and so. But you're, they'll go today, right? Yeah, today, but uh, that the, tomorrow's like the meat of it, so what I don't know what they. They might have to uh, turn this into a one-day event. <laughs> can might you? Be. Can you play every hole twice? Would that be possible? Maybe we could. Yeah, do two balls on each hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do, but oh well. Yeah. yeah. Tis what to tis. <laughs> So just um, you need to hunker down on Saturday because there's windswept rain. Yes, wind <laughs> swept rain. All right, in sports this morning. Yeah. The Phillies beat the New York yeah. Mets 5-4 last yeah. night at the ballpark. They did it! 
Nick Cassianos hit a home run and drove in four runs to reach his career-best 103 RBIs in a season. The Phils also maintained their hold on the top National League wildcard spot with the win. Alec Bohm also homered, and Bryce Harper added a pair of hits for the Phils, who opened a seven-game homestand with their fifth win in their last seven games. Oh, my God! With a record of 84 and 69, they are three games ahead of Arizona for the top wildcard spot. The four-game series against the Mets continues tonight, and Taiwan Walker will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. The Union are back home this weekend and will host LAFC tomorrow night. The match is set to begin at 7.30. In Thursday night football, the San Francisco 49ers beat the New York Giants 30-12 in California. Christian McCaffrey scored a touchdown in his 12th straight game. Debo Samuel caught one of Brock Purdy's two touchdown passes, and the 49ers won their 13th straight regular season game. And the Eagles don't play until Monday night when they'll travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Both teams are 2-0 and and kickoff will be at 7-15. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you, Kath. Uh, well, outside of uh, the rain and this being our last day together for the week, we have a lot of stuff going on. We have Crumbum Cash, so a couple opportunities for you to win a grand on the way. Yes, yes. Uh, that starts at 8 a.m. We do it again at 10 and, of course, happens at noon and 3 and 5 p.m. But we have a couple of solid guests on the program today. Our good friend from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Glenn Howerton, will be here in the studio today. It's awesome. Yeah. They're getting ready for the podcast live tomorrow at The Man. Maybe Glenn knows what'll, what the, the rain will mean for that event. We'll talk to him about that later. Nick has put out some feelers to get some info. We'll see how this progresses. Yep. So he'll be by around 9 o'clock. He's going to hang for a bit. And we also have Kelly Ripper Ripper! on the show today. She is promoting her New York Times bestseller called Live Wire. Yeah, it's in paperback, right? Now available on paperback, yep. So we will talk to her uh, later in the show, close to 10 a.m. or so. Yes, it feels like we're at the Masters. Uh, listen, I, so because I have this event coming up, um, we we have to, I, I have to leave by like 10, 15. So that's when we're going to give away a word of the week. We don't do this often, no. but this is this is, this is is something that uh, it requires you making sure that you beat a hasty retreat. It is true. Yeah. So uh, so just a heads up on that. We're going to be ending the show a little bit earlier than usual, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes earlier. But we will sure. take that 15 minutes of entertainment and crush it into another part of the show. Yes, we're absolutely going to yeah, yeah, do yeah. that. We'll compact it into a uh, very dense Awesomeness, right? Uh, like a nugget. pound cake, yeah. That just like yeah. that weighs really. It's, it's really, really dense. So you're gonna dig that. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back in a moment. The entertainment report, the super question, that stuff up next when we return. Throughout all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you. Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other Jewish hate me? 
I'm a nice guy because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, I'm interested to see if anybody can answer this question. And by the way, we're going to give away a prize of pair of tickets as MMR Rocks. John Mayer uh, coming up at the Wells Fargo Center on October 7th. So the question, I don't know if you saw this or not, Casey, but this is right up your alley. Okay. In the movie Tommy Boy, what is the football play that Chris Farley calls in the scene with Rob Lowe when they go cow tipping? Huh. That's a good one. 215-263-WMMR. Casey wrote it down, but did you know that? Or yeah, did I just you see that. this? Because yeah. somebody, somebody uh, the, the email that I got this from, a listener, yeah. sent it to you as well. Yeah, I know. That's why I know it. Okay, that's <laughs> okay. what I thought. Yeah. You have yeah. to recuse right. yourself. It's the same playing black sheep. Would you have known it? Nah. Okay, 215-263-WMMR. It's a toughie. I want to see if All anybody right. knows this. Thank you to listener Brian, uh, Brian Dries, who sent that over to me. All right, I mentioned some birthdays today while we go through, uh, while we await your answer today being the 22nd day of September. Uh, Andrea Bocelli oh. has his birthday today. The singer. Uh, blind singer. Yes. Uh, he had his eyes blown out by a landmine. A landmine, wow. yeah. yeah. And that's tragic. Uh, he was out there with Heather Mills. Yep. And she said, is this a landmine? And she held it up to his face Boom. and blew his eyes out. No, you know, yeah. he, what is the song that he does? <clears throat> in fact, Will Ferrell sings it in Step Brothers. You know what? I don't know. I love that song. And, and I have yet to be able to find the title yeah. of that is it song. This one? You raise me. No. 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 <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. Um, yeah, Man. we'll have to we'll have to do some research on that. But he's, and he has no eyes when he's singing that. Uh, he is 65 years old today. A rock legend and a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Joan Jett. Turns a year older today. She is 65 years old. Specifically, I have very, very vivid memories of listening to this song uh, on vinyl in my living room. You were standing there by the dancing machine. Yep, by the record machine. Right, yeah. Uh, it was this one and the other one I vividly remember is Leader of the Pack. Those were the ones that me and my siblings just Huge went hits. crazy for. Yeah. Huge hits for her, yeah. Uh, so, Joan Jett, uh, by the way, um, played the MMRBQ a few years ago, which was pretty incredible. She turns uh, 65 years old today. Uh, speaking of singers, Debbie Boone ah. has a birthday today. You Light Up My Life was a gigantic hit 
for her. She sang the song, and in the movie, Dee Dee Khan plays the character, mm-hmm. and they use Debbie Boone's vocals. That is correct. Uh, Pat Legend, Boone's, Hollywood legend, Preston. Pat Boone's daughter. Yeah. She is 67. Speaking of daughters of famous oh. singers. Daughter. Daughters. Thank you. Uh, Shari Belafonte. Ah. Daughter of <laughs> Harry Belafonte. <laughs> Fante's daughter. And she turns 69 years old today. And she's done some acting as well. She, yeah. yeah. Uh, very uh, beautiful woman. She's but, very beautiful. Uh, had, a, I think, a bit of a substance issue or alcohol? I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah. Quite possible. Uh, so she turned 69 today. Uh, great actress, Bonnie Hunt. Yes. Uh, great. Is turning 62 years old. Uh, she was in The Green Mile, uh, Jumanji, Jerry Maguire, a whole bunch of oh, stuff. okay. Very yeah. funny, by the way, too. Comedic actress. Uh, David Coverdale of White Snake. We were just talking about him. Yeah. Forgot why we were talking about him, but we were talking about him. Uh, he turns uh, 72 years old. He has a today. deli. Oh, that's right. Coverdale. Coverdale's. <laughs> Two up. <laughs> that's what he does now. Oh, you want some? You want some chips with that? So seventy-two today. Wow, my God, he looks like uh, he looks in this picture. He looks a little bit like Hillary Clinton. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah, the short hair is not working. Not man. working for him. Definitely back. not. Yeah. Uh, speaking of other singers, Tony Basil has her birthday today. Mickey, the gigantic hit for her. Wow, she's eighty years. Oh, holy crap! She was older when that song came out. Yeah, um, she was a, a, a longtime choreographer. That is correct. Uh, hence the uh, the music video is all cheerleading stuff. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she's eighty years old. Do you know what she was? She was a part of like that Dennis Hopper, Easy Rider, Jack Nicholson group. She was like one of their one of their lit girls. You know, like yeah. she was in that in that cluster. Wow. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, she was uh, she was in her forties when that song came out. Yeah. That was a big eighties hit. Yep. Uh, good trivia question that I don't know the answer to is how many times did they say Mickey in the song? Mickey? Good question. Don't know. We'll try and find that out. <laughs> uh, it's also Tom Felton's birthday today. Uh, Draco Malfoy, excellent from the Harry Potter films, and, and the uh, the nicest guy. That's the word. Yeah, that he's uh, he's really a super friendly guy. We had him on, didn't we? I want to say we did yeah. at one point talk to him. Oh, he's yes. a golfer. Yeah. He's a golfer. He is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and he passed out at a tournament. He got to, I think he'd been That's right. drinking the night before or whatever, and he got dehydrated and passed out. By the way, he's in a hilarious commercial right now for Uber Eats, and um, he's looking at a, longingly at a photo of him as Draco Malfoy and uh, orders from Uber Eats a wand, and he <laughs> accidentally kills his neighbor. Oh, my and then, God. And, and this thing that is uh, a series That's of great. events today, he gets, gets arrested. It's very, very funny. I need to see that. It's really good. Uh, happy 36th. To Tom Felton today. Uh, Tatiana Maslani. Ah. Um, she Hulk. Very talented, oh. yeah. And, and Orf- Orphan Black. That series, I watched the first two seasons of that series. Um, it, she delivers a, a tour de force because she's playing all these characters. That, oh, really? Yeah, she plays many characters in that show. Oh, I haven't seen it. Uh, she is 38 today. Uh, Steve, I saw Catherine Oxenberg yes. from Dynasty and her daughter was the one that was caught up in the Nexium uh, cult. Uh, her daughter. Uh, my daughter? Yeah, uh, in fact, she successfully um, worked with the people, you know, uh, with the other uh, people, the deprogrammers, to yeah. get her, her daughter was firmly entrenched in that camp yeah. and was able to get her out. So Catherine Oxenberg is 62 she's, today. She's royalty, extended royalty. Uh, here's another one that uh, that you will know, Steve. Paul Lamatt. Yes. Who played John in American Graffiti. Oh, yeah. I thought he died. Uh, I was wrong. He is 78 years John old John Milner today. died. 
Uh, who is John Milner? He played John. Didn't is that Polar Bear played John Milner in uh, in uh, American Graffiti? Oh, you mean the character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Died, and maybe that's why I thought he died. Yeah, oh, yeah. So okay. he they, they, they at at the end of that movie they had mentioned he had died in uh, racing. Right? So you remember and, the movie More American Graffiti, which was the sequel, yeah. which is actually a prequel. Um, you know, um, yeah, he's he's alive in that. I, I, he's great in those movies. It's also he he was the guy that was the had the badass car and was eventually going to race uh, Harrison Ford yeah. in the movie. Uh, but I was looking up his credits. He was in American History X. I don't remember him being in that. No, I neither do go I. back and see who he played. Maybe it was just a bit role, but he's 78 years old today. Uh, and we have two birthdays uh, from the world of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hassan Riddick. Riddick has his birthday today. He's 29. Huh. And Harold Carmichael has Way. his birthday today. He is 74 years old. Still playing. And yeah. Can- <laughs> Casey wanted to be uh, wanted his name to be Harold at one point. Yeah, I went to school um, with a girl named Stacy, and so it was always like Casey and Stacy, Stacy and Casey. And for some reason, as a child, I didn't like that. So was she cute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's a great friend, and yeah. her mom's like super wonderful. Uh, hi, Mrs. Haupt. And uh, but uh, so I wanted to change my name to Harold, and uh, that that didn't happen. It didn't happen. No, my Your parents didn't go for it. No, right. no. It seems weird that they wouldn't go for it. But in typing in high school, yeah. I sat next to Stacy and uh, the teacher would call me Stacy all the time. So that's oh. the realization of your worst nightmare. Yeah. Oh. yeah well, exactly what you hoped wouldn't happen happened. She called me Stacy, I would say no less than, you know, 2 3 dozen times. Get it right, yo bat. Well, one time she called me Stacy and I, and her name was Mrs. Bowers. I said, "Oh, uh she goes, uh, Stacy." And then I go, "Yes, Mr. Stowers?" Oh, nice. She gave me detention for that. The old whore, yeah. Benny. If you listen, and I love Ms. what Bowers, is the statute of limitations on stuff like that? Can you can you bring her into court? I. Well, we're, there's only one way to find the out. The trauma is just <laughs> unrelenting. You've been served. Yeah. yeah. All right. Harold Carmichael is 74. And speaking of football players, we have a football question in the movie Tommy Boy. What is the football play that Chris Farley calls in the scene with Rob Lowe when they go cow tipping? And we will go to Victoria to see if we can find the answer. Hi, Victoria. Good morning. Good morning, bitches. Hey, bitch. <laughs> I love that. All right, Victoria, what is the football play that he calls? He calls, I want a 32-belly option. The 32-belly option. That's correct. Oh, yep. she wants to. Hang on just a second. <laughs> Victoria, we got you a pair of tickets to see John Mayer, the solo acoustic tour. Special guest J.P. Sachs, Saturday, October 7th at Wells Fargo Center. And tickets are on sale now via wellsfargocenterphilly.com. And we just found out that there are 64 Mickeys in Hey Mickey, That's by it? the way. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Marissa brought that information in. And the bunch of Shoulder width apart. Oh, okay. between the butter and the hug. It's a 32 belly option on two on two. <laughs> the uh, song you'd asked about, Steve, uh, by Bocelli is called Porti Volare. Oh, it by Volare. Yeah. I actually have is that it? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, this is it. I love this. This is from Step Brothers. Yeah. I love the original. This is actually good. Except for the boats and hose. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, so any other questions we need to answer? We got them all. We're, getting in the we're like, ask before. Jeeves this morning, Preston. All right. Well, Jeeves, we're going to start with this. Uh, some information about Russell Brand. In 2008, apparently he exposed himself to a BBC employee and then proceeded to laugh about the incident exposure on his radio show live on the air. Uh, the alarming sexual harassment escalated when Brand told the woman that he was going to call her by Betty and aggressively stated that he was going to have sex with her. 
Uh, the BBC employee texted someone on Brand's team to inform them of the traumatic experience, and they replied saying they knew because he had proceeded to go on air and brag about the unacceptable behavior. So there's audio evidence of that. She had asked to be called Harold Preston. Oh, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was insistent on Betty. <laughs> uh, the incident was later reported to the BBC, and no formal action was taken, but now Brand faces many sexual assault and emotional abuse allegations as more people come forward with their stories. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, a lawsuit filed this week shows that Sophie Turner is looking to have her three-year-old and 14-month-old children be returned to England in what? the wake of her split from Joe Jonas. What's Joe Jonas going to do? The documents say that the former couple previously agreed on keeping England as their, quote, forever home uh. during the 2022 holiday season. But compromises were made when Jonas started touring to allow the kids to join their dad on tour due to daytime availability. Was there a point where they both resided in uh, England? I don't know. Uh, legal representatives for Jonas confirmed Turner's claims that Jonas is withholding the children's passports and refusing to, to consent to the kids moving to England. It's about to get ugly. It's going to get ugly. Yeah, and she's called in Taylor Swift. You can so, tell it right you now. Know. Speaking of Taylor, uh, she can fill stadiums and it's about to flood the zone in movie theaters. She is as well. But uh, we found out this week she can also seriously get out the vote. Just days after Swift urged Swifties to register to vote on National Voter Registration Day in an Instagram story, uh, they listened and signed up to do their civic duty in record numbers, apparently. Uh, so on Wednesday... Vote.org's uh, communicator, uh, I'm sorry, communications director, Nick Morrow, uh, wrote that Swift's plea results resulted in a tidal wave of new registrations. He said, fun fact, after Taylor Swift posted on Instagram today directing her followers to register to vote, our site was averaging 13,000 users every 30 minutes. So it's a record, right? It's a record. Yeah. Uh, in a press release, the organization said it received a total of 35,252 new registrations on Tuesday, uh, which marked the biggest National Voter Registration Day since 2020. They also say that's the only record she's generated that didn't talk about an old boyfriend. In total, 157,041 eligible voters visited the site on Tuesday. The impressive figures represented a 22.5% jump in voter registration compared to mm. the 2022 numbers. So uh, she definitely has some influence. And speaking of that firepower behind your pickles, Preston. Speaking of dating, for the last few, last few weeks, the internet rumor mill, of course, has been working overtime, trying to figure out whether Kansas City Chiefs Travis Kelsey yeah. and Taylor Swift are dating. And on Thursday, he spoke on the issue himself. And he said that so many people are passing along misinformation that it has gotten out of hand. And to make matters worse, his brother Jason seems to take pleasure in adding oh, fuel to the fire. <laughs> he said you would not be a good brother if you didn't agitate. He said it's hilarious how much traction this has gotten. Uh, right now it's like the old game in school called Telephone where everyone is whispering in everyone's ear and hearing random stuff. I mean nope. at this point if they're not they have to at least meet up and see if it's going to work out. He says no one actually knows what's going on, especially when you've got Jason Kelsey on live television telling people both sides the guy can't stay out of the freaking headlines. Uh-huh. Well, um, the way he said it, too, he was like, it's all 100% true. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it was clearly sarcastic. Yeah, so uh, Travis said that he isn't too bothered by the drama, acknowledging that he sparked the rumors on his own podcast, and he even revealed one of his pickup lines for Swift. Uh, but he said, nah, that's life 
baby. I threw it out there. Yeah. I threw the ball in her court. I told her, you know, I've got you. I've, I've seen you on the rock stage uh, in Arrowhead. You might have to see me rock the stage in Arrowhead and see which one is a little more lit. We'll see what happens in the near future. But it's they're not. No, he tried. Uh, yeah, is she, is she uh, has she ever dated or been with a, an athlete? It's always usually music, musicians or actors, right? Right. So recently was the dude from the, the 1975, right? Um, and that was quick. Thank John Mayer. He's not an athlete, right? So no, no athletes in her history. She's she's the anti Kardashian. Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Uh, HBO Veep star uh, Matt Walsh is taking a beat from appearing on uh, Dancing with the Stars after the Writers Guild of America called for Walsh and other star-studded cast members to halt involvement. That kind of leaves them scrambling, right? A statement from SAG-AFTRA stated that union members who already signed the agreements pre-strike are not in violation of strike rules and have contractual obligations to show up for work. While SAG-AFTRA noted their solidarity with the Writers Guild, they also mentioned their awareness of obligations under federal labor law for people who do not deliver on their work promises, which were finalized prior to the strike. So, if the contract was finalized prior to the strike and they have a start date, the union will not stand in the way of them going to work. Uh, They say because of obligations under federal labor law. Okay. So, they can't. So, all right. So, if you had been, if you had signed the contract to begin a movie, uh, does that hold... As I don't well, know. yeah, not sure. Well, Preston, what were you saying yesterday and uh, around this time where we were talking about like if they didn't sign the agreement yesterday that they might not sign it for a while? Was that yeah. okay? And yeah, it might not be till after the first of the year. And was there any developments on that? Haven't seen anything Nothing. on it yet. I was looking too. Yeah. They were talking about wow. it. They they are really at the absolute end, crunch time wise, to get. Yeah. Content for the whether they would classically refer to as the fall season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to dive into the Kardashian and Jenner sphere. Now we're talking uh, and see what's going on in that realm because I do have welcome a aboard the Jenner sphere. A couple of stories. A marvel of technology running on two thousand separate dilithium crystals, easy change by an ion transfer system. That's a lot of dilithium. Crystals. It's a lot, Preston. Wow. The journey is long. Photos of Courtney. That's our spatial disruptor that blasts asteroids out of the way. Traveling at the velocity that we travel at, it could be deadly to collide with anything, even the smallest particle. You could, of course, imagine what an asteroid would do. Fortunately, you have the Nava computer. The Nava computer's always there at the ready. Right. Nava computer, Earl Grey, hot. (laughs) It's like a replicator. Exactly. Okay, wow. Uh, So, Courtney... And Miranda Kerr... That's the largest of my daughters, or stepdaughters. And Miranda Kerr's baby bumps emerged on the Kardashian star's social media page yesterday. Uh, The Instagram story supported uh, posed pictures of the duo drinking smoothies and showing off their baby bumps. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can I have a sip of your smoothie? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kerr reposted the shot of herself sipping on an uh, Erewhon smoothie. Jesus. What is an Erewhon smoothie? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's a smoothie with... Uh, E-R-E-W-H-O-N. I'm not... 
all that familiar with. Oh, that. that's isn't that a young Jedi, an Erewhon? No, that's, that's a Padawan. Okay. Uh, anyhow, that was on our Instagram page, and uh, it said, "Loved seeing my other pregnant mama." Mama. Followed with uh, purple heart emojis. Uh, I uh, Courtney Kardashian has her own. Uh, they all apparently have these super huge makeup uh, photo staging areas, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they're the size of airplane hangers. They're yeah. enormous. Yeah. Now, Kylie Jenner recently revealed that a photo of Timothy Chalamet is on her phone's lock screen. Oh, my God. A photo shared via El Mexico's Instagram. Oh, hey. (laughs) Shows the 26-year-old holding up her phone on Thursday. That's my boyfriend. Exposing a selfie on uh, of the unofficial couple. He's Willy Wonka. Uh, relationship rumors have been swirling about the pair since April. So. Speaking of swirling, mm-hmm. Erwan uh, is uh, like a store. It's just the brand. Of oh, okay. Movie. All right, I got gotcha. you. Mm. Angus Clouds' cause of death has been revealed close to two months after his death at the age of 25. Uh, the Almeida County Coroner told People Thursday that the Euphoria star uh, died of acute intoxication following an accidental overdose. Oh, so, boy. Uh, he had cocaine, methamphetamine, fentanyl, and uh, benzos in his system at the time of his death. Uh, News of Clouds' death uh, first broke on July 31st. So it was, uh, yeah, it was an OD. So sad. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. I, and it's, it's happening so much. Yeah. It's like every day, every other day. Well, here's a happy story to counteract that one. Jack Osborne and Ari Gerhardt uh, revealed yesterday that they tied the knot last oh, week after a two-year engagement. I was wondering who they were. Uh, the Osborne's alum wrote on Instagram, something really cool happened, and I married the most amazing woman I've ever met all in. And Ozzy performed the ceremony. No. Yeah. Did he really? <laughs> I do. Uh, the couple <laughs> shares a daughter, Maple, uh, who celebrated her first day, first uh, birthday back in July. Kerry Washington uh, recalled how dark things became while battling her eating disorder. Never knew she had. I was. I saw this article. I'm like, when did she have an eating disorder? Yeah, she was uh, having a candid conversation with Robin Roberts. She told the 2020 host that she contemplated suicide oh. amid a toxic cycle of self abuse that utilized the tools of starvation, binge eating, body obsession, and compulsive exercise. Have you ever been close to someone who has a an eating disorder? I, I no, have, yeah, I have not. Yeah, me yeah too. family member. What? I dated uh, somebody who did, and no uh, yeah, it impacted her entire life, and she had moved past it. But um, it was still a part of who she was. Probably. It's almost like being an, an alcohol, a recovering alcoholic. Yeah, right? yeah. and uh, the way that it him- impacted her in her uh, teens and early twenties was really profound and uh, damaging. Yeah, I have. A, I, I I would. Um, that would be. Interesting, uh, as far as trying to learn uh, firsthand from someone who has that condition. You know what I mean? And you know what the interesting thing is? Is that, and you'll you'll see this, and they'll 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 tell you about this, uh, Casey. They'll they'll people who are going, say, whether it's anorexia or whatever, mm-hmm. will go through the same mechanisms to distract mm-hmm. from that. You know, like they'll move food around on a t- on a plate. Yeah, like they have their techniques. Their to techniques, try yeah, to trick exactly. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was I, uh, it was a friend's sister um, actually passed away from anorexia. So she, she starved herself to death, and it was Goodness. like excruciating at the end. I mean, she she refused to eat. Kathy, there there's there are actually these influencers. You see them pop up. There are a couple of them that are one just passed away. Just just died. She was an influencer. It was just a rail. I mean. 
in the most unhealthy way, but she's yeah. showing makeup stuff, and it's like, and apparently it's seductive to people who are prone to body dysmorphia. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 bad. bad. Yeah, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around it because. Yeah. Uh, I love to eat. That, yeah. That, you know I like I mean? food too much. Yeah. We're, we're fighting it from the other side. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, so she had said um, that uh, I could feel how the abuse was a way to really hurt myself as if I didn't want to be here. Oh. It scared me that I could not want to be here because I was in so much pain. So, so sad. The full interview is slated to run on ABC on Sunday. Michael Kane tentatively claims that he will retire after his next role. Uh, beginning his career in made-for-TV movies, Kane is one of the most prolific actors of his generation. He's now 90 years old. Well, he is uh, also a revered um, acting uh, teacher. Uh, in his last film, he wanted to be Jaws 5, correct? Uh, no. <laughs> he has appeared in over 100 titles, including everything from blockbusters like The Dark Knight to high-level drama such as The Cider House Rules. Uh, his next project will be in the Oliver Parker-directed The Great Escaper. Huh. Uh, and according to the Hollywood Reporter, he is sort of in retirement and he, may end his career after this. They were working a script for the stream of consciousness. Now. Uh, he said, I'm I'm sort of retired now. I'm bloody 90 now and I can't walk properly and all that. I've had the best possible life I could have had. I uh, could have thought of uh, the best possible wife and the best possible family. They may not be a family that other people would say is the best possible family, but the best possible family for me. Uh, and he said, I'd like to be remembered for the fact that I remained an actor all my life and I never went into anything else. I never left and I never wanted to leave. There are a few scenes in Dark Knight Rises uh, where he's trying to do whatever he can to save um, oh, yeah. Bruce's life and it, they're they're heartbreaking. And he's his, his performance and Steve, I know you have a variety of favorite Batman and, and Alfreds, but he's my favorite Alfred and I just like, he's a terrific actor in that movie. No, he's sensational especially when he's explaining <clears throat> the, uh, the the modus operandi of the, the Joker in uh, the, the Dark Knight. Yeah, uh, but then and- he thinks thinks he loses Bruce at one right, point and right, right. rises and it's, it's just uh, heart-wrenching. You know, he has a documentary about his time in the uh, in the swinging days of the 60s in London. Hmm. All his friends, Preston, were like, you know, the Rolling Stones and all that stuff. Yeah. And he was there. His career was just taking off in the movies. And it's one of the best documentaries about that time. The Beatles, all of that group that he was in and around. It's pretty fascinating. Yep. Uh, so he might hang it up. We'll see. We will see. Uh, a couple other quick things, and we'll move on to movies and clips. Uh, Seth MacFarlane is donating $5 million to the Entertainment Community Fund. Um, it's part part of the gift. Uh, as part of the gift, ECF and MacFarlane have teamed up to launch a $10 million initiative in the hopes of attracting more donors during the work stoppage that has left thousands unemployed. Uh, the Family Guy creator already donated a $1 million to ECF in July for its efforts in supporting industry professionals mid Hollywood's dual strike. If he's handing out money, I'd like to propose that he donate some money to the Keep Preston Dry This Weekend Fund. <laughs> Let him play golf fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to require a lot. All right, and then one other thing. Crossroads will return to theaters for a limited time. Variety reports the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle oh boy. will play for two uh-huh. nights, October right. 23rd and 25th. Not the Ralph Macchio. No, that's that. what I thought, I too. I see that. As part of a <laughs> fan event tied to Spears' upcoming memoir called called The Woman in Me, which drops on October 24th. Crossroads will play at 875 locations across 24 
countries and will include a bonus sing-along of two Spears songs that were part of the film. I don't remember that at all. Uh, yeah. I remember seeing it when it came out. <clears throat> uh, uh, and who else is in it? Um, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd yeah. And there's another big star who would become a big star. And why am I having a brain fart? Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. Yeah. So, um, and uh, you know what? Taron uh, Manning, Kim Cattrall. Yeah, yeah there you go. Justin Aww. Long. We're looking at the, the list of actors. And actors. I do like that Ralph Macchio crossroads. It's really good. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah. I've never seen that one. Is yeah. it good? Yeah, it is. I liked right. it a lot. And Steve Vai makes an appearance in the end of the wow, movie. Wow, but not Joe Satriani. Not Joe Satriani. That, that cat. really knows he how really to play. He really does. <laughs> but so does Steve Vai. Yeah. Okay. This cat really knows how to play guitar. <laughs> Watch out. Watch out for Watch him. the movie Crossroads. <laughs> All right. Um, movies are opening this weekend. Let's talk about it. <laughs> We got The Expendables 4 opening. Action Adventure, Jason Statham, 50 Cent, Megan Fox, armed with every weapon they can get their hands on and the skills to use in The Expendables are the world's last line of defense and the team that gets called when all other options are off the table. But new team members with new styles and tactics are going to give new blood a whole new meaning. (laughs) Hour and 43 minutes long. Rated R, wide theater release, Rotten Tomatoes score... 15%. 15%. Oh, come on. Uh, well, this is like uh, all of the people that you kind of want to see in The Expendables are not in this. Oh, you know? never mind. Uh, yeah. They, right. Like Andy Garcia's in it, and they oh. say that he, he looks like he really doesn't want to be in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like all he's right. picking up a check. Also up uh, this weekend, Spy Kids, Armageddon. I've always loved the Spy Kids movies. Yeah, family action comedy, Gina Rodriguez, Zachary Levi, Connor Esterson. Uh, when the children of the world's greatest secret agents unwittingly help a powerful game developer unleash a computer virus that gives him control of all technology, uh-uh. they must become spies themselves to save their parents and the world. Hour and 48 minutes long. Rated PG, limited theater release and streaming uh, today on Netflix, by the way. No score at Rotten Tomatoes, so you have to find out for yourself. And then finally, It Lives Inside is a horror movie. It stars uh, Nero Bajwa, Megan Suri, and uh, Mohana Krishna, Krishnan. Uh, Sam, an Indian-American teen, lives in an idyllic suburb with her conservative mother and her assimilated father. Sam's cultural insecurities grow due to her estranged friend, Tamira, who mysteriously carries around an empty mason jar all the time. In a moment of anger, Sam breaks Tamira's jar and unleashes an ancient Indian demonic force that kidnaps Tamira. Sam searches for Tamira, following the trail of a young man who performed a deadly ritual until the demonic entity starts targeting her, murdering her boyfriend and shattering her reality with terrifying visions. Hour and 39 minutes long, Raider PG-13, limited theater release, Rotten Tomato score, a 67. So, you know, that's an interesting c- compare and contrast the cultures. So they keep demons in their mason jars and we keep farts. Yeah. 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 That's what uh, we do. Which yeah. is kind of demonic as well. Yeah. I also want to just bring up the fact that The Machine, Burt Kreischer's movie, is going to be available on Netflix this week. That's right. Nice. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. I want you guys to watch it. I so, did. So we can. T- I know you yeah. did, but uh, so we can talk about it. Okay. Because yeah, there were some really funny moments that I want to talk about. Fair enough. Here's our next clip. Our first clip, actually. 
Sex Education is entering its final season of the show. And in this clip, Emma Mackey, one of the lead actresses in the series, talks about her relationship with the cast and her time working on the show. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you said the word. I mean, they are my family and have been for the past couple of years. It was my first job, so I've learned everything pretty much. A lot, not everything, but I've learned a lot on that show, so it means the world to me. But I'm excited to see what happens in season four and where we take her. And it'll be, uh, yeah, I have a lot to do <laughs> learn about in this last season. So, yeah. Shut the f*** <laughs> up. I watched some of this. And, uh, Did you like it? Yeah, it's really good. Jillian Anderson is in it, and um, it's just um, an ensemble cast in uh, this rural town in, uh, somewhere in the United Kingdom. But it's, it was a good show. Is I, she I, rocking her British show? Uh, in this one, she is. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Season four of Sex Education is now streaming on Netflix. Here's our next clip. Straight out of the John Wick universe, the Continental is based on the chain of hotels around the world that serve as a neutral ground for members of the underworld. And in this clip, director Albert Hughes talks about having a different attitude with directing this series. So I didn't I didn't know until they asked me to do it how much fun I would have. I, I We were all coming out of COVID and it was so stressful at the time. And I remember thinking I had a couple of choices of what I was going to do next. And one of them had to deal with, again, social issues and generational trauma, the stuff I've done before. And I just looked at this one and I go, I just want to have fun. They look like they're having fun. Yeah! First episode of Continental Streams mm-hmm. on Peacock today. I hope this is good because I find that whole world of the Continental and the rules that it lives by and operates by to be very fascinating. Yeah. All right, we shall see. Uh, did you want me to give one of these? Yeah, just one. Okay, so if you are a fan of uh, one of my absolute heroes, Mr. Neil Peart, there is a show uh, that is coming up. It's not till January 6th, but it will be at the Keswick Theater, and it's called the Bubba Bash 2024. Wow. And it's a celebration of the drumming of Neil Peart. And another friend of ours, Mike Portnoy, is going to be performing at this event. Uh, and uh, we also have uh, Joe uh, Bergamini and... Uh, uh, why, why not? We'll be performing and many more. It's just a big rush and Neil tribute. Uh, tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m., by the way. So we'll take caller number uh, 15 at 215 263 WMMR, and uh, it's on us. You can go to the show if you like. In fact, you can go to WMMR.com to get the complete details about that. Are you sure. going? You've got to be going to that, right? I probably will. It's on a Saturday night. So yeah. you've got to commit. Listen, Mike Portnoy, we've had him on the show. He's great, but he just doesn't, you know. We got to get him on again. He doesn't do mornings, period. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've mm. talked to him a couple times, and he won't budge. What on if it. we were to reset the clocks in this house? We might be yeah, able yeah. to pull that off. We'll <laughs> see. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Uh, Glenn Howerton in the studio. Kelly Rippa joining us. Crumb Bum Cash is a lot to get to. Stay with us. 3WMMR proudly supports the 5th Annual Market Street Run for Blue, Sunday, October 15th. You can run or walk this five-mile course down Market Street, starting and ending in Old City, with proceeds benefiting the Philadelphia Police Foundation and awards for top finishers in multiple age groups. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Sunday, October 15th, 93.3 WMMR. 
putting Philly first. I don't know if it was uh, yesterday or the day before, but we got into a discussion with Casey, and, and we'll have to retrace our steps and find out how this happened. Two days ago. It was two days ago. But I yeah. want to retrace our steps and figure out why you were conflicted or why you felt the need to buy jeans because <laughs> Casey is anti-jeans. Yeah. He he's, is a, um, he's a sweatpants Sweatpants guy. guy. Okay. Like, like I, I became a winter shorts guy. Right. Uh, and, and today I'm, I'm wearing jeans for the second <gasps> day in a row because I, I, uh, 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 it's a presentability. Did you feel as yeah. though you needed to wear jeans after we had no, this discussion? No, no, I'm going somewhere after this. <laughs> oh, you guys are yeah, okay. yeah, right. so, so it, it, will, it would be inappropriate. Now, hold Sorry. Did, did, I just wanted to ask one question. Did, uh, when you walked uh, down the hallway, did Bill yell, oh, where do you have to go Today you look nice. No, but he did call. Oh, because that's what he does to me. Yeah, no, he, he, but he did. He, Bill did call up and go. I never see you in jeans. Oh, he did say. Yeah, it? he did. Yeah, oh, but he didn't tell me I look nice. So he mm-hmm. pays attention to what yeah. we're wearing. Casey, what what was the impetus for you to want to buy jeans? I've forgotten. Right, the well, there was a story that you had had about. Which, by the way, he bought some. That's did, why we're yeah. going here. There was right. a story that you had about a fashion trend that, that I think was coming back. Oh, George, George, George. George. That and was then, it. Um, but my dilemma with jeans is that, and I didn't even do this on purpose. Uh, so I, I wear Adidas pants all the time, and uh, but I have these Nike sneakers that mm. uh, Tyrone down the hall said I'm not allowed to wear Nike sneakers and Adidas pants. Right, and so I was like, well, crap. <laughs> I saw him wearing white after Labor Day. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So I, I was like, but I, I also needed new jeans anyway, because the only jeans that I have are like these giant boot cut jeans that are a little bit too long. And I wanted a jean that was kind of like more tapered. Then, so then, Listen, you've been getting yourself in shape. You yeah. want it to be something that's a little more contoured that makes you look a little bit more fashionable. But here's what I didn't necessarily mean to do on purpose. And I didn't even realize it until I threw my hat on. But take a look at what I'm wearing today. Okay. okay. I've got an Adidas hat. You got Adidas? Now, now, now this is an Adidas shirt, but it's a fish shirt. Right. Th- that's the name of a song, but with the Adidas logo. Yeah, you're wearing all Adidas. I'm wearing Adidas pants. Adidas. Uh, Adidas sneakers. Yep. And, and Adidas. Adidas socks. I feel like you should go talk to Tyrone because I feel like that's not okay. That's, I feel like that's not okay. That's right? overkill. So, so that's you're completely overkill. decked out in Adidas. Yes. I don't. I don't see it. It, it's it's kind of uh, it, it is a little bit much, but it, it, yeah. the, the outfit as an athletic outfit looks yeah. completely appropriate. You need yeah. like generic brand socks, yeah, and big, like a different. You need a different hat, maybe like a <clears throat> Phillies hat or something. Now we were talking about the issue with your jeans, and you needed jeans that could accommodate your huge hog. Right, was the right. big discussion. So, Wait, but please my, tell me, did you get the big thigh hockey jeans? No, oh, no, no. It. I went to a store, and so we were in. You went to a store. I went to eight. I went to several stores actually, Steve. We were uh, we were at Subaru yesterday. Today, so I uh, and then somebody told me I can't remember who. They're like, oh, you got to go check out the Levi store in the Cherry in Hill Super, Mall. No. Uh, no, Cherry Hill Mall. It's not that far away. So I went there first. And listen, I'm going to name some stores, and they're all great, and I love them. But I didn't get jeans at any of these stores because I had no idea how expensive <laughs> jeans could be. Yep, dude, they, they are. And yeah, they got more expensive as the, as I went from store to store. So I left the Levi store because I was like, I'm not paying ninety eight dollars for a pair of jeans. Who can I help you, sir? <laughs> Um, the, the people that worked there were really, really nice, uh, and I felt bad, and I and I tried some jeans on just to see what I liked and, and how they fit, and, and I wanted that um, the stretchiest yep. material. Uh-huh. But if you had you found a pair that fit you perfectly, would you have paid the ninety eight nope. bucks? No, no okay, no. so that was too expensive for you. So what, let me ask you: the high end of what you were seeing cost wise was how much for these jeans? Okay, it got more expensive as I went from store <laughs> to store. So, so what did it top so out? I, I uh, well, let, yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. I left. The Levi store, no ninety eight. I went to J Crew. Uh-huh. They were 
Dude, they were over $100 a J.Crew. Okay. That's, no, okay. that's ridiculous. Next. Uh, and then the next I went to uh, <laughs> Express. It topped out at $150 for a, for a pair of jeans. $150 for a pair of jeans. Yes. Which used to be the, the kind of the garbage garment. No. Right? Uh, yes. And now it's $150. $150. And then I ended up, I probably should have gone to Old Navy, but I ended up at American Eagle and I found... Uh, Pairs of two pairs of jeans there that I at liked. American Eagle at American Eagle. Kaka, kaka. How much were they? Those were uh, forty nine dollars a piece. Oh, right now, uh, if you wanted both legs, uh, then, eighty bucks. Right. I I, uh, I couldn't decide whether or not I, I liked the one pair or the other, so I just got them both. And then I uh, then so I texted my wife and we, yes. Did you go to Kohl's? I didn't. Kohl's is really good. Well, I should have gone to Walmart. I should have gone to Kohl's bucks. Yeah. Uh, and listen, a liberal return policy. I'm happy with my purchase. I am happy with my purchase, but uh, well, I, and text- I told you that their their denim is known for their stretch. So yes. I think that. So I got a decent perfect. stretch, uh, but then I texted my wife. I let her know, and then she's like, "Oh, did you get them for this price?" So I was like, "No." She's like, "Oh, this is what they are online." She's like, "Go back in there right now and ask them for a price match." And I was like, "I'm not. I am not, not going back into that store for a price match." I'm well, you you you'd set her off because you came home with some magic beans that you drank, yeah. right? Well, then she goes, just go to the Springfield Mall and, and exchange them there. I'm like, okay. Right. I'm like, I'm not going to go back into the store that I left five minutes ago. Why? You easily, you can. You I would have been embarrassed. I know. I would have said, I didn't get the price that, uh, look, here's the, the price online. I, I thought it would be the same. They'll price match you. It's easy for them. I know. In fact, they, they, they'll, they'll do that to keep a customer happy. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I just, I was like, I'll just go to a different one. So so where did you finally end up? And what, what, what that was the brand that seduced that's, you? That's, that's the, the brand one? that's and, me. and their line is called the Hog Line. The Hog Line. <laughs> what brand was it? Uh, American Eagle. American Eagle. Well, yeah. speaking of hogs, uh, side note: they have underpants there. They have uh, <laughs> uh, these candy corn underpants that have a giant candy corn in the front that your hog is supposed to <laughs> like. Awesome. Did you get them? Did you no. Get them? Oh, oh. no, because I needed a real life size <laughs> candy corn. To, to you could have gotten them for us as a, like a little stock. I probably show. should have. Did you bring the jeans with you? I did. <gasps> I did. Are you going to put them on? You want me to? Yes. yes. That's what the whole thing yes. is about. Go put them on. I'm okay. surprised you're not wearing them now. To. Steve, you know, you talked about jeans being, uh, at, at one point, the bottom of the barrel yeah. kind of uh, uh, price. But if you remember, um, <laughs> we're looking, at, we're looking at, the, at the candy corn that's great. Pant or underwear. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty funny. I love that's, it. That's very novelty. <laughs> um, but you remember in the in the TV show, uh, The Bear. Yes. At the beginning, he he sells uh, vintage jeans. That's right. Yeah. And he keeps them. Remember, he keeps them in, in his the, oven. In the oven. Uh, and uh, th- they can go for hundreds, hundreds, like several hundreds so of dollars. In, in a way, they become what, what the sneakers are, which, which yeah. so that, again, you used to get, there'd be a bin. I remember we used to get sneakers. There was a bin of them at the supermarket, and they and suddenly they, they jumped over into high fashion yeah. and to these collectibles. Yeah, the collectible jeans thing blows me away. Yeah. Well, okay, so I just want to give you, like, a little insight into buying jeans. So it's like, the Casey's right, like, the, the price of them and how expensive they're getting is ridiculous. So people are actually buying the ones that are, you know, lesser names, that they're not these big, huge name brands. And a friend of mine, she Betty took, White. She owns a store in um, Paoli. It's called Mainline Fashionista. That's the name of her store. Um, and she sells jeans for $69. Like, that's what her store is known for, mm-hmm. is are the jeans that are only $69, which 
you guys might think that's a little bit It's a little high, up there, but, but it's not 150 But it's not 150 and they're like, you're getting the quality of the high-priced jeans at only $69. All right, Casey's coming in. <gasps> He's wearing a pair of jeans. Kathy, I can't see. Do oh, tell. He looks so good. Does he? Yeah. Dude, your ass looks popping. I thought you were yeah. getting the skinny jean. Yeah. They're, they're not that They're not well, skinny. No. More importantly, I can... For him? For him, they are. Hey! hey. Do the rerun. Uh, hey! <laughs> yes! I, I mean, never, they... I never realized how, and, and I'm, I'm, don't take this the wrong way, how odd it is to see you in jeans because I never <laughs> see you. You look good, right? but it definitely looks out of place for the man that Come we here. know. Yeah, because oh, you're yeah, always you're wearing sweatpants. Feel. Oh, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Casey, look great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, let me feel the stretch. Yeah. I want to feel. Right, yeah, they're, okay. they're they're stretchy enough where I can. Yeah, yeah. If I need to karate kick somebody, yeah, I can totally do that here. Go. Kathy, grab his hog. Yeah, grab the hog area. Here's my brand of. These are good. All right, Case, we're playing we're playing music for you to uh to show your stuff right now. You're strutting. There you go. Walk the runway, Casey. Oh my god. Do you know how to do that Russian kicking thing? Uh the Sabre Day? Yeah, yeah, the Sabre Day. Yeah. <laughs> down low, you can do it down. Yeah. yeah, you can do it down low. <laughs> and you couldn't do that in non-stretchy jeans. Yeah. You know, the, the funny thing That's is, right. Case, is that when you get, and it's it's why the coveted worn-in pair of jeans is so beloved. Yes. Because when you nice. get them to that level, there's nothing more comfortable. They're, they're great. In fact, that's why people let them rot off them. So when you can start, and these are comfortable at this level, yeah. you're golden. These ones, I put them on, I'm like, well, they're up on the walls. Like, My hog feels great. I feel, like I, I feel like they might be too light. Look, like color? Color yeah. No, I think nah, they look they great. Look no, they, they yeah. do look uh, a yeah. little feminine. Wait, right. but the no, ma- no, they don't. <laughs> the, main, the, the big question for me is, like, you said that they're comfortable, but, like, you're wearing them now. Are you comfortable in them? And, like, would you wear them to work? No. Oh. <laughs> no, these are fashion jeans, Kathy. Uh, right. Yeah, so Casey's not- calling them, by the way, he's calling them fashion jeans. So they're yeah. not that comfortable. No, no, no. no it's, they're it's comfortable, like but... shopping with the Beverly Hillbillies. Um... But you're not going to wear them. I don't work. think the pockets are deep enough. You know, they're not utilitarian. That's, yeah. that's brand to brand. That's a, yeah. you know. Sometimes I'll uh, and I, I'm not. I, I don't care if they fit. I'm happy. I, I'm not crazy particular about jeans. I wear them all the time. But every now and then you get some that have really cool deep pockets. But yeah. I, I don't remember which uh, which brand. Does anyone use the the little uh, the little change sub? Yeah, above? for sure. You do? I never absolutely. Yeah, yeah. there's stuff I put in there all yes. the time. All right, the other pair. While you're doing that, I'm going to go to a call. I got Brian on the line. Hey, Brian, good morning. Good morning. I'm here. Hey, what's up, Brian? Hey, how are you guys? Doing well. Great, bud. What you want? Uh, So uh, I make custom jeans, guys. You make Uh, custom jeans. Yeah, I wanted to talk to Casey about that. Uh, he just stepped out. He is uh, tending to his hog. No, he's uh, he'll be back in in a second. Wait, real quick, Brian. Why do you think that some brands of jeans are so inordinately expensive, whereas other ones you can get, like an American Eagle or whatever, and uh, the one that Kathy was talking about, aren't as expensive? Is it, is it just quality? Is it an amount of uh, time and effort that's uh, into making them? What's the deal with the prices? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends where it's made, I think. And um, certain denim... When denim is produced, it, it actually takes a lot of effort. So there's uh, a lot of washing and distressing that goes into denim. Um, and then when you put a fashion brand behind it, it's, it's really like, I mean, you are paying a little bit for some of the fashion brands. 
but some of it's the quality. It's the softness that's there. It's the stretch. It's the way it's going to uh, wear in over time. And denim is such a um, it's such a unique personalized item that uh, if you guys each wore the same pair of denim, it would look different after two, three years of wearing it on each of you. And there's personalization that comes to it based on what you wear in your pocket. Brian, what's what's the name of, of your your brand? Yeah, so I am Henry Davidson, Master Tailors. We're in Center City, Philly, right in Rittenhouse. Wow. Um, we do uh, not just not just jeans, but all men's clothing. Um, but the jeans, obviously, since the, the pandemic and people aren't dressing up as much, uh, have become a, a forefront for us. And we wow. have done so many interesting things um, you know, with, with denim. And one of the signatures of denim is the back pocket design. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, have talked about that or... No, um, not yet, but I remember that always being one of the big deals uh, is, is the the back pocket and the design on it. And there were plain pockets for a while and, and things along those lines. But uh, I didn't know that was still uh, a big draw. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like each each brand's signature is, is what they put on their back pocket. Yeah. Um, and so we've actually done back pockets with guys' initials and monograms. And um, I, had, I had one guy, he, uh, he took the S&P 500 graph. Uh, of the stock market through COVID, huh. which huh. like obviously a really big dip and a really big rise, and it came out like this really cool back pocket that we did for. What, what's what's uh, the what's the price average for your for the jeans that you sell? So our our jeans run five seventy five a pair. Five hundred seventy five a pair. No, five dollars and seventy five cents. Yep, exactly. Oh <laughs> my. Uh-huh. Goodness. And what if you work well, at a radio station? We, we pulled up your website. They're the real deal, you know, custom tailor. Uh, haberdashers, I guess, would be right. uh, a better term. Uh, but $575 for a pair of jeans. Yep. And, and I mean, you compare that to other people making custom jeans in the market. There are, there are some tailors out there that are charging 1200 for your first pair to get the pattern made. And then, you know, they'll drop it to 950 But that's still... Have what ever, if I get wait, what if I get custom made above where we are? What if okay? What if you make me a pair of custom jeans for five dollars and seventy five? No, no, no. And I put them on after it's all done, and they are not comfortable, and I can't stand them. Ah, well, we guarantee our fit, so uh, we would work with you obviously to make it right. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about the fit uh, first of all, and we're going to work with you to, to make sure it gets right. And uh, I, I'll tell you, I haven't had somebody yet put them on and say I don't love them. So mm. okay. Wow! Interesting. All right, Brian. Seventy-five bucks. You got. You, that's a higher end item, there, Brian. Yeah, big time. It's, yeah, it's definitely a higher end item, but it's something you can wear every day for years and years and years. So if you look at it on a cost per wearing basis, you know the, the, the same can be that. said for my keep on trucking T-shirt. Wait, what if you get a hole in them? Yeah. Uh, depends if you want. If you want a hole in no, them. No, no, no. I'm uh, saying if 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 it a hole creates in in the denim, can we bring it back? Yeah, bring it back to me. Okay, I'll tell you what. At five seventy-five, you need to provide roadside service. Like, we, yeah, when you see yeah, a home, if you're at a club, yeah, and there's you, a, you get a, you scrape up against a truck pulls up in front. A uh, a tailor will pull up <laughs> and repair it for you on the spot. Wow! Well, good congratulations at the business is doing well there. Give us a call. We'll be there. I've been over to the studio before to help you guys out. All right, oh, excellent. All right, thank you, Brian. Good to hear from you, man. 
Yay, great talking to you guys. We'll see you later. I mean, that's a pair of jeans that, I mean, it's going to fit you perfectly. And it's an investment. Yes, you're going to spend $500, almost $600 on it. But um, you'll have them, like he said. You're going to have them for years. You don't waste money on that. You you buy Batman statues for $575. (laughs) Kathy, the the ones I buy for for $95 are going to last me for years, too. I mean, that's... Especially if you that's hardly the wear. thing. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, I wear jeans every yeah. day, and I I have, I have pairs that are in my uh, drawer for that have been there for years and years and years. Right, and but there's a difference. There, there is. No, I know there's a difference, but. There's not a five hundred dollar difference, well, yeah, but, but, but I'm you're not, not a person that's going to care yeah, about that. Exactly. Difference. Now, listen, these guys do business for a reason. Yeah. It's quality. Yeah. People are going to go. The people that have the right bank accounts are yeah. going to go for sure. Right. I'm not, Wait I'm a not saying that, it, but it's come on, man. Preston. James Dean's in the doorway. Hey, Casey's got another pair. And he changed his shoes. Of fashion jeans. <laughs> All right, now, why did this solicit the casual stroll into the studio, whereas the other one was more of a dance step? Because these are darker. These aren't your fancy jeans. Uh, All right. <laughs> we just got smacked with $600 jeans in how, our face. So. How much did you pay for these? $36. So $36. You saved $540. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think they look nice. I like them on you. Yeah, they look good, Case. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Heine. These are a little baggier in the butt, which is yeah, fine. You need, you, the other you ones need are a little push, tighter. Put stuff in your back pockets. Yeah. Hey, but they're 34s, guys. I haven't worn 34s. You're in like, 34s? Right? Dude. Yeah, I know. I good know. on you. I feel like I have 40s in my closet. Pull them down to your ankle for a minute. Let me see your back pocket. Pull your pants down to your ankle. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, just pull them down for you, Kathy. <laughs> I feel, I feel weird. <laughs> Kathy wants to see that hog we've been hearing about. You just said pull them down to your ankle. I said pull them down at your ankle. Oh, oh. Like there? Yes. There you go. Yeah, there That's you better. Go. Kathy, Casey, said, let me see your butthole. Yeah. May I May I see I the the back pocket? Uh, all right, they're plain pockets. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like them. Your, your pockets sit low in the back. They do sit really low Yeah, in they're, the back. they're at the bottom crease of your ass cheeks. Yeah. Sorry, Casey. In there. What, what brand were these ones? These are American Eagle. Okay. They're both American Eagle. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, those are so dark that from a distance, they almost have a little, like, a, a black uh, look to them. But right? they're, they're are, really dark blue. dress up, like, if I need to. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you wear, like, yeah. what I will do, Casey, is I wear darker oh. jeans like that. My See, black. She wants me to take my shirt off. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> my black boots, and you wear, like, like a like a like a, a a jacket, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Turn around. I want to. Yeah. Now lift your shirt up just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. Looks good. You got, is that the only piece? Is that, no. Two I, was pairs? Look, I was looking at those. We have pockets. another pair. Yeah, you got the little uh, tags still right here. Yeah. Give me uh, those. We'll now also. Yeah. yeah. Now also, Casey, you need to you need to wear a belt too. <laughs> Always wear a belt. I never wear a belt with jeans. Oh. Well, here, I've been told it's required. I don't required. wear belts anymore. No. Yeah. No. I, I won't wear a belt if I'm going to Wait a minute. What's everybody making this freaking face over here about belts? Marissa just looked like she smelled something horrible. Well, What's you, that all you, about? I just walked past her. That's oh, why. That's yeah, it. she did smell something horrible. Did yeah. Marissa cut one? Uh, yeah, she did. No, um, because you said I've been told it's a must. That's why we made the face. It's not a must. I don't know about a must or not, but I just don't. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. you don't have to. Um, I only wear belts when it's going to be seen or like if my pants are literally going to fall down. Okay. Uh, which I have a whole bunch literally. of these days. I hear it is a fashion accessory. Oh. But. It is know. an accessory. What it's a good I accessory. Know. Yeah. I need some- a. Better Uber. belt. 
Well, well, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, belts, uh, um, like for 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 dress pants and stuff. I'll wear, you know, yeah, wear, wearing a suit or something where my shirt's going to be tucked in. Yes, right. I will wear a belt. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know what it is the buckle, and because I have a gut, the <laughs> gut, the buckle sticks into my gut, and I don't like the way that. Yeah, you have that so huge can, fish buckle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like a nah, big, listen, a big Elvis gut. buckle. But you know, when you sit down, it kind of rests, digs on into you. Top of it. Yeah, yeah, ruptures so. your intestines. Uh, I was so excited for you. Right? Yeah, yeah. there's a whole new realm uh, for Casey opening up here in the world of high fashion in yeah. jeans. But, Cass, $36. I, am, I have to take these off now because I'm, like, feeling hot. Mm, so I'm <laughs> only Sexually wear, hot. <laughs> no, but I, I'll only wear jeans, like, in, like... To funerals. Funerals. Yeah. And, no, uh, temperature-wise, like, it's got to be, like, below 70. Well, and from yesterday's conversation, if he was sexually hot, it wouldn't be in the legs, right? Right, because of his huge sweaty hog. <laughs> that's right. Uh, can you go to line one, Preston? Uh, sure. I don't know where, if that's even... Kyle, me. you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, Kyle. <laughs> What's the word? No, we're not going <laughs> to... What's up, dude? I said no. <laughs> Uh, so, what, what do you want to tell us? Hey, no. So, I just bought two pairs of Levi's quality premium jeans for twenty five bucks, brand new with tags. So, two pairs, and they cost. So, so where'd you get them? Uh, I don't know if I can. If I if I give you guys yeah. that information, they might not be there anymore. <laughs> well, what, what was it? A department store? Yes. Yeah, so no, I can tell you. Yeah, it's in the Franklin Mills Mall. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dead giveaway right there. <laughs> I get the I get the image like you're twirling around in the parking lot as you're talking to us. Yeah, you can walk right into the back of the store to the clearance section. Oh, and they have you know Levi's Silver Tab, which I didn't even know they made Levi's Silver Tab jeans. No, I never heard of them. But but you yeah, make a good I mean, point. Like, if you check two hundred dollars, check the clearance racks, and I have yeah. seen it for that cheap. But that that seemed extraordinarily cheap for jeans. Yeah, because you know you go to the Levi, you go to the Levi's outlet. Yeah, you go to the you go to the clearance rack because I walk in there, they're like, oh yeah, everything's seventy seventy uh, percent off on the clearance rack. All right, all right. Yeah, we we for, well, you do you go to Limerick outlets a lot, Preston? Thanks, Kyle. Uh, yes, we go there a lot. Uh, it's called the fill mm, uh, the. Premium shops at Philadelphia, I think is what they call it. Um, but it, it's not technically an outlet where everything is like priced really right, super right, low. Yeah. It's just they have all the, the manufacturer shops there. there but, yeah, we go there a lot. Actually, okay. Because it's um, pretty close to where like I live. A legit outlet will have savings. And yeah, a lot of them are just big stores. savings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. So, all yeah, right. We're learning interesting. Look at, we're learning about fashion. By the way, I'm getting supported quite a bit on the belt thing on the text messages. All right. Maybe, maybe we need to put up a, a, a poll or something like that. Is All right. Put up a poll. Is it a Essential to wear a belt with jeans. That's Essential's what Preston not believes. The, it was a must, right? A that, must. Was, that was the word that he had used. Because we have to be very, very specific about the wording of the uh, of the poll. Right. Oh, we do? Yeah. Okay. Well, because you said, you know, it's an absolute. It's a must. It's, it's a must. Yeah, it's a yeah. must. Absolutely. Yeah. If it has belt loops, it's a must. Wear a belt. That's what that's what uh, some people are reacting I hang to. Christmas ornaments from them. Mm. I just, my thing. You got your thing. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, hey, congratulations. Thank you, man. The, the, the world is, it's, it's a new world for Casey Boy. Fashion jeans guy. I, I, love, I love how you jeans. end up going home and Diane's, go back to the store. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break because we got money to give away. And if you win $1,000 in crumb bum cash, you could buy at least one pair of jeans from that place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that dude called in about because it's uh, you can't get two for a thousand dollars. You can uh, you can get one for sure though. Uh, but we're gonna take a break. We'll be back in a second. The B file is coming up to stay with us. 
Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR? Ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. About five minutes away from uh, Crumb Bum Cash. By the way, this text says for $1,000 cash, you can buy one pair of bougie jeans and a custom sword from the Ren Fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So keep that in mind. Get your shopping list ready. All right, it's Friday, so let's do this Friday thing. Let's do the B-File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services from clogged toilets, dripping faucets, Horizon cooling, heating, and plumbing. Plumbing professionals are there when you need them. Plus, you can save 20% off your next plumbing service. Visit horizonservices.com. A woman in Michigan was rescued on Tuesday after getting stuck in an outhouse while trying to retrieve her Apple Watch, forcing police to remind people do not climb inside of toilets. The incident happened at... Well, there goes my weekend. 11 a.m. inside an outhouse bathroom at Dixon Lake. According to Michigan State Police, the woman was heard yelling for help and told first responders she had dropped her Apple Watch in the toilet. There's a lot of poopy in here. She then lowered herself inside the toilet to retrieve it and could not get out. Honestly. My God. T- t- get Apple Care. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Uh, state police and emergency. Do you want to wear that watch? Medical personnel responded to the incident. Uh, the toilet was removed and a strap was used to hoist the woman out to safety. Uh, the agency added that venturing inside an outhouse toilet is usually not a good idea, and they warned against doing that. She's probably wearing goggles or something. This is uh, a story out of Holland. A novel pattern of solar panels on the roof of three terraced houses in the town of Dorn has sparked a council investigation because they spell out the Dutch slang word for penis. Kind of like that. So yeah. these are solar panels on the top of a house and they, they just arrange it. Not on purpose, by the way. Just by happenstance. Just by happenstance huh. to spell out the word. Do you know the Dutch word for uh, penises? Yeah, it's called, it's lull, L-U-L. I, yeah, it's something like that, yeah. That's what it is, yeah. yeah. So the roof has caused a bit of a social media stir and sometimes the houses are buzzed by low-flying helicopters who want to take a photo, prompting the council to take action. The owner of the middle house, who preferred to remain anonymous, was the last has to get uh, the panels and says the shape had to be different because of the skylight that's on his roof. He said the panels had to be placed around it so it became a U. And that means the panels uh, panels spell out lull or penis. Yeah, but Uh, you can only see it. From above, right? Yeah, so yes. what does it matter? Rez Peters, who I lives... I have the C word on my roof, but no one ever complains. Yeah. Rez Peters, who lives at number 38, is not happy about the arrangement and asks Housing Association if they could do something about the lettering. But Patrick, at number 42, is pleased with the impact on his electricity bill. And the occupant of the U-Home says that he would rather the neighborhood be known for the solar panels and criminality. Uh, the local council, meanwhile, has started an investigation. Are they think you can let this one go? Yeah, I would think so. A rollover crash on I-40 in Oklahoma, uh, and I very rarely, uh, there, there are stories of, of uh, truck spills yeah, yeah. every day that are interesting, but I rarely um, report on them. But this one's interesting. It set social media on fire Wednesday after one of its trucks involved appeared to drop its load of dildos and lubricant. Oh, oh that's my. awesome. <laughs> Onto the roadway as a result of the incident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Helicopter footage shows what appears to be boxes of sex toys and tubes of lube scattered across the roadway. In the video, you can hear the pilot, Jim Gardner. Jim Gardner. That's right. If you're a dildo fan, stretch of highway is where you need to go. And don't worry, plenty of lube. Uh, you can hear him. If you're very tight. Fly around. <laughs> or dry. You know. Fly around <laughs> what appears to be the truck's true contents as the camera zooms in to get a better look. And while police have not officially confirmed the contents of the truck, uh, a news site reports that uh, the crash occurred near a major adult product-focused uh, product distribution hub, which could have been where the truck was coming from. Uh, so something like that. Obviously, the law states that when, if a truck rolls over and that stuff is strewn about whatever the content of the truck, though people think, oh, well, it's now it's up for grabs. It's not. No, it's it still, still belongs stealing. to someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. All those dildos belong to people. Alright, and then uh, finally we will end with this story. An Australian journalist has legally uh, named her third child methamphetamine rules. Stop it. Uh, to test naming regulations. Okay. Uh, Kirsten Drysdale said, we thought we would submit the most outrageous name we could think of, assuming that it would be rejected. Uh, well, the 
births, deaths, yeah. and marriages register is working with the family to change the name. The original will always be on record, by the way. So the original methamphetamine rules will always be part of the documentation. That is correct. Well, then that crocodile Dundee slipped through. Drysdale has not revealed the new baby, the baby's new name yet. She said he's a very chill child, a beautiful baby boy. Mm. But uh, methamphetamine rules is what they went with initially. <laughs> All right, it is 8.01. That means we have to do this. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. And the word is slam. S-L-A-M. That's our keyword for the hour. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do that. You can enter it at WMMR.com or on the MMR app, or you can text the word SLAM to the special contest short code number we have set up, which is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest, and each winner will get a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Horizon Services. Again, the word is SLAM, S-L-A-M. Enter it now, and good luck to your friend. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the 5th Annual Market Street Run for Blue Sunday, October 15th. You can run or walk this five-mile course down Market Street starting and ending in Old City with proceeds benefiting the Philadelphia Police Foundation and awards for top finishers in multiple age groups. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Sunday, October 15th, 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. And Nick wanted me to point this out. Uh, we played our, our Froggy Friday song yes. uh, right before the Bizarre File. And apparently, uh, their bass player, Brooke, has a birthday today. Aww. So I want to wish uh, Brooke a happy birthday. And the band is going to be playing a gig at Silk City tomorrow night. I, I love I, those guys. I saw a great video on their Instagram uh, yesterday of them doing an impression of all the 21-year-olds that they meet when they play a 21 and over show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you see that, I Nick? did not. No. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, how you guys? You guys are great. Can you, I can get you a drink if you guys want me to get you a drink. I like every single person they impersonate. So I'll get you, you guys want alcohol. I'll get you some booze. Wait, are they all 21 at this point? The Froggy Girls? I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. No. No. Oh, my God. Um, I want to say that... Uh, no. Because uh, somebody was like 18 yeah. and like just graduating high school. Oh, my so. goodness. Yeah, Fiona, I think, is the one that's the youngest. So. <laughs> but anyway, that's happy so birthday to Brooke. We love you guys and have a good gig. Tomorrow night, Silk City. Very fun, cool uh, group if you want to go check them out and support local music. All right, we need to talk about food. Oh. It's time for the Connoisseur, the Friday edition. Yes, and we will do uh, some movie clips and some giveaways. Along with this, I'm going to start with a story uh, from our friend, uh, Chef Jen Carroll. We love Jen Carroll. She's awesome, and uh, obviously she's a famous Philadelphia chef, and she emailed me and asked if I would mention this, and absolutely I will do it. <clears throat> it's an event that's going on today, uh, Cookbooks and Convos, all right? There are 31 different women uh, authors traveling in from all over the country to partner with 31 different uh, female-owned restaurants or businesses across the city, and they're doing things like readings and demos and uh, dinners, and they're having a pre-party launch uh, in Fishtown today. And it benefits uh, a group called Cooks Who Care. Uh, they create a community cookbook partnering with chefs from all over Philly to give a recipe and their time uh, to film a how-to class for their dish. 
And she says it's a master class from Philly Chefs. Uh, the cookbook's purpose is to raise money uh, to provide micro-grants to restaurant workers who need uh, help offsetting the cost of mental health care. She, so, she, she does so much good work. The founder, Maria Campbell, and director Eric uh, Laviette will both be at the party signing books tonight and having a special conversation with everyone. The food is coming from Jen Carroll, uh, Monica Glass, who is Food & Wine's best pastry chef, uh-huh. and Joy uh, Param, who is from Hell's Kitchen. Okay. Uh, so that's today, and the link is in her Instagram bio, which is uh, Chef Jen Carroll, at Chef Jen Carroll, or you can go to cookbooksandconvos.com. Awesome. Uh, so really cool food-based event that's taking place today from one of our finest chefs, and uh, it's for a good cause and some good eats, so I thought I would pass that along. No, that's great. So happy to do that. So should we do our first clip? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll do a... Um, a food clip from a movie, and if you can identify it, are you running out of movies? We got some good. No, you know what? And you people, doing okay? People yeah. are sending in suggestions right, to go. me, and basically, what I will do is I will uh, I'll go to a list of movie stars' names. Right. I'll just find a name, so just to throw one out there, like Tom Hanks, and then in my mind, I'll think of movies he's been in, and almost. Every movie has at least oh, yeah. one moment Something. where people each either mention a type of food or they're eating, and so it's pretty easy to grab from. There's an extended spam conversation in Empire Strikes Back. I didn't even yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so here is... Actually, there's a, there's a scene in uh, in Empire Strikes Back where uh, he's eating with Yoda. Yeah. Uh, so there's some food. There's a little spam. bit of food in yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> it's spam. Spam you like. Have some spam. Oh. All right, this clip. See if you can name the movie. It's an easy one. I eat breakfast 300 yards from 4,000 Cubans who are trained to kill me. So don't think for one second that you can come down here, flash a badge, and make me nervous. All right, 215-263-WMMR. What movie is that from? That is an easy one. All right. Order up. We're selling it. Theater of the Mind. All right, so this is interesting because uh, late night cravings and going to a fast food restaurant, there was a poll that was done to determine, uh, or actually, I think it was uh, 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 some, what was this, a poll? What the hell was it? Well, anyhow, it's about going to fast food restaurants for late night food. And the one that came in first place. Oh, okay. What, what, where do people prefer to go for late night eating? Yeah, if you're going for the, the 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Right, right, right. You know, what fast food joint uh, do you post, get? Post-drinking meal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the number one uh, spot isn't even a, uh, a chain that's in our area. Oh. Jack in the Box was number so one. you and I are Jack in the Box fans. In I fact, a lot of people don't realize, and we've said this many times, for years they had my favorite taco. Yeah, the Super but, Taco. Yeah, the Super mm-hmm. Taco. Yep, me too. Uh, and by the way, this is data from a uh, placerai.ai. I so, swear by it, even though I don't know what it is. So these are, but I mean, I think it means total sales. Oh, okay. Uh, so the chain is beating out Burger King, Wendy's, and McDonald's when it comes to the fourth meal of the day. Mm. Uh, second place, and this was a standard late night hit for us. Taco Bell. Okay, because uh, you hadn't mentioned Taco Bell. I'm like, how is that not in the top five? Yeah, that was second place because, number one, you can buy a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty damn cheap. Yeah. Or at least it used to be. Man, there was a time, and we've mentioned this before, they had a, the, their um, uh, ad campaign was fifty nine seventy nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all their items cost either $0.59, cents, $0.79, cents, or 99 You could go get a taco for $0.59, cents, man, and we would just load up on those things. So the food yeah. that tends to obviously be the more popular is that that, that is going to be more um, 
uh, mitigating to imbibing, right? Like uh, greasier food? Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And one that you can hand around in the car and it's easy to eat. Yeah. Right. The burritos are so easy to eat in the car. We would uh, get every, boxes uh, of tacos. Uh, you could, you know, taco yeah. box. Taco box. You can yeah. get taco boxes, but that was a big thing for us back in the day. So Taco Bell is in second place with 15.2 of total orders happening between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. Uh, overall, late night visits have increased uh, compared to last year for all five chains. Dude, None we, of the uh, ones around me stay open really, really late. I remember uh, like Wendy's was open until like 2 a.m. when I was young, and that was great. still open pretty late. Is it? Yeah. I remember, and I mean, it was one of those, like, you know, that movie, The the uh, the, the Lost Weekend, uh, you know, about the alcoholics. Yeah. I remember a similar experience after going to White Castle. <laughs> oh, that's a great night Belly Bombers, they yeah. call it. At 2 a.m., and you get yeah an average White Castle order for two people is about 70 burgers yeah. because they're so small. Yeah. And Preston, I mean, physically, we paid for that for days afterwards. Yeah. The, the Wendy's near me is open pretty late. And the last time I went there, I went there because Avery just, she really wanted uh, a Frosty. And I promised her I would get her a Frosty. I get there, and they're like... Um, we can't, I'm in the drive-thru and like, we can't serve you, uh, because like our, our manager left and I was like, Oh, you told us this. Yeah. yeah. Like, there, there was nobody running the store. I was like, wait, what do you mean left? Like he, he left like he's he was he mad did, did he quit and and then i was like listen my daughter just had her braces tightened i promised her i would get her a frosty and they were like okay and so they ended up getting oh, so you frosty. have to barter with them at the drive-thru but, but then they what sort to, of family issue are you dealing with and what food can we give you for it they they but they sold it i was like oh okay. i thought they were gonna just give it to me for free is it possible the place is being robbed and the person <laughs> maybe <laughs> they were tied up in the in the refrigerator oh. i saw a uh, wendy's commercial last night casey advertising frosties and i think they have a pumpkin spice Spice uh, guy, mm, I this, might be interested in that. Yeah, yeah, it was. And Steve, I'm the same way. Like, I'm not really. I don't go gaga for the pumpkin spice. Nah. And I don't really care that much every year. However, when it comes to a, 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 you know a dessert and a frosty, I'll, I'll dabble. Thank you, yeah. by the way, for labeling it correctly as a dessert. It was originally sold to me years ago when Wendy's came around as a as a milkshake. No, and after not. having a cerebral hemorrhage trying to drink it through a straw, they yeah. still got the strawberry frosty, right? I believe. I so. need to try that. And in the commercial case, they even did the uh, the fry dip into the frosty which is always uh-huh. a nice thing. All right, we're going to see if somebody knows the answer to uh, what movie this food clip is from. I eat breakfast 300 yards from 4,000 Cubans who are trained to kill me, so don't think for one second that you can come down here, flash a badge, and make me nervous. Easy one. We're going to Vincent. Yo, Vince, good morning. Yo, ever heard of jerk mate? <laughs> you ever heard of jerk mates? All right, Vince, what movie is that from, my man? A few good men. Of course. Oh, no! Yo, ever heard of jerk mate? That is correct. I don't know why I hit that music. Yeah, me neither. Uh, good. So, Vincent, <laughs> hang on the line. Jerk yeah. Here's what we have for you, buddy. You got a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks, Bubba Bash 2024, celebrating Neil Peart. And that's going to be on Saturday, January 6th at the Keswick Theater. Special guests include uh, Why Why Not, uh, Mike Portnoy, Joe Bergamini, and many, many more. Tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. Go to WMMR.com for all of the details. You know what that made me think of, Preston? Mm. Cuban sandwich. Oh, yum. Yeah. I order those almost any time I see them on a menu. So good. They're fantastic. All right, we have a new clip. Let's see if you can spot what film this food clip is from. You murdered them all. (laughs) You were the person who was missing when the cook and Mr. Body were murdered. And the cook used to be your cook. Don't you remember your fatal mistake? 
You told us at dinner that we were eating one of your favorite recipes. And monkey's brains, though popular in Cantonese cuisine, are not often to be found in Washington, D.C. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that one. And order up! Thank you. All right. Our band was in the bathroom. <laughs> While chain restaurants are sometimes seen as cringe... Researchers from MIT Sloan School of Management found that chain restaurants like Olive Garden, Chili's, and Applebee's bring Americans from all classes together. together. <laughs> I love going to Applebee's these, to hang out with the regular folk. These mid-tier chain restaurants. Reginald, help, bring the rolls around. We're going to Applebee's because it's good in the neighborhood. Uh, help! They help combat social isolation or the tendency to only interact with people in a similar income bracket. What amusing flair you're wearing. Uh, the report reads, the places that contribute most to mixing by economic class are not civic spaces like churches or schools, but large, affordable chain restaurants and stores. So let me ask you, how inclined are you to go to an Applebee's or a Chili's or anything like that? First I- of all, Applebee's can suck ass. Whoa! Yes. Hey, well, hey. you heard what they did to him. Yeah. Yeah. Kidnapped his family. Preston, my next question was going to be, is Apple Applebee's an advertiser at the radio station? Uh, because Dude, I honestly, don't care. it's Crapplebee's. I, I no. have given Applebee's a good I'm with you. five opportunities to prove to me that it's worth five. anything and forget it. I'm with wow, you. Wow, man. You've been scarred. Oh. I just liked that they had a bar. That's nice. Of <laughs> course. Other, other places uh, also I'll, have I'll, Let me speak. I'll say that I like their nachos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Chili's, their, their chips and salsa, pretty damn good. Mm. Pretty damn good. Well, listen, that was an emotional but, response. And it, it means, I mean, it, you've been scarred, man. I like uh, I, uh, Texas Roadhouse is one of my favorite places to go to. And I would put it in that category of level of cuisine as yeah. far as price and what's available, and I love that place. So I like the mid-level restaurant. Sure, Outback is, has good food as well. Olive Garden? Uh, uh, you know, we will go to Olive Garden Red from Robin. time to time. Yeah. Yum. Yum. Yeah. Uh, Olive Garden, I still contend, has yeah. perhaps some of the finest lasagna I've ever had in my life. I just feel like those restaurants have a lot of money for R&D. So you're, you're going to okay. get some decent food. Like I, my, my top used to be uh, Fridays, TGI Fridays. Um, I haven't been there in a little while, but I like a Fridays, I like a, I like a Chili's. I don't mind an Applebee's. What about a? Uh, are there any Fuddruckers left? Mm, not in uh, our area, really. But, but there are they exist. Yeah, around. Fuddruckers yeah. used to have a full bakery inside. They have yeah. them in uh, D.C. Steve. Yeah, there used okay. to be one in uh, Lancaster. I don't know if it's Pud still Pullers <laughs> is a competitor. Somebody texting said uh, texting to me saying, "Hey, lay off the bees, you big jerk." <laughs> <laughs> they call it the bees. The bees. Um, no, they're passionate advocates for Applebee's. Yep. But, you, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, their yeah. opinions are wrong, but no, that's okay. Listen, those those they're packed. They're yeah. always packed. Yep. Uh, so they're doing something right yeah. for some people. For me, it's the nachos. Yeah, Fud Rockers, yes, uh, Steve, there are them. Uh, there, there are, are them, them. <laughs> whatever, uh, in Lake Lancaster down that area. Okay, so yeah. an Amish Fud Rockers. Yes. All right. Uh, so anyhow, uh, it says that um, this is the reason that, that people congregate of, of different social classes and backgrounds in these areas. It says this is in part due to the locations of these restaurants, which do not favor one income bracket or another. Everyone you know what is- I like about Chili's Reginald is people like you and me can hang out <laughs> and go halvesies. All right. What's there? Okay. There's a 
I'm trying to think of the one that I think it begins with an R. Okay. Come on. Rudd Ruckers. That's not Rudd Ruckers. <laughs> it, there, it used to be at the Springfield Mall. And I Applebee's? I don't think it was an Applebee's. Really? Uh, well, describe... Uh, oh, oh, Ruby Tuesdays! Tuesday. Yes! Ruby Tuesdays. Hi, Tuesdays got it at the yeah, same time. Yes. Ruby Tuesdays actually has yes. pretty good burgers. They do. Yeah. They, have, they have some decent food. I've, I've eaten at a, at a Ruby Tuesdays a few times, and, and uh, unlike Applebee's, I don't <laughs> shun uh, or, or shudder at the idea of Let's take back. a vote on who'll get the Applebee's live read in this studio. Dude, I even got... I got... Kathy, I got... You were talking about the bar. I got cut off at an Applebee's one time. Ah, <laughs> oh, there now, we go. I was in Utah. Yeah. I are you kidding happened. me? And no, dude, I was just ordering my second drink. Just, just two drinks. And they said, you can't have any Wow. Because it was Utah. It was in Salt Lake City. Oh. And, and it was within the span of maybe, I don't know, a half hour. I ordered my second <laughs> drink. How dare you? Wow. I was there because my uncle was was almost on his deathbed. And you needed, a, you needed a little drink. And a little drinky poo. I, I needed a drinky poo, big time. <laughs> but they weren't having it. All right, so uh, anyhow, uh, before we go on to the next clip, which I am going to play. Oh, wait, no, we got to get a winner for our clip, so yeah. let's do that. This is the clip we need you to identify. You murdered them all. You were the person who was missing when the cook and Mr. Body were murdered. And the cook used to be your cook. Don't you remember your fatal mistake? You told us at dinner that we were eating one of your favorite recipes. And monkey's brains, though popular in Cantonese cuisine, are not often to be found in Washington, D.C. All right, we will go to Nicole to see if she knows what movie that's from. Hey, Nicole, good morning. Good morning, Ed. Uh, good morning to see you. All right, Nicole, <laughs> what movie is that from? That's my favorite movie, Clue. Yes! Oh, well done. It's a fun movie. Yes. It's a fun movie. Just a second, we will get your information and we are going to give you this prize, Nicole. Hey, Nicole, you want a case of Philly favorite from our friends at Iron Hill Brewery. This hazy IPA is perfect for all of your tailgate needs this season. Available in four packs and 12 packs wherever craft beer is sold. By the way, I, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Uh, Chuck had texted in because he wanted to be a part of the conversation. He said Hulahan. Hulahan's oh, good. Do I, they exist anymore? I they don't used to think be one they do. Eyes. They used to be one right up here. I used to go to Hulahan's a fair amount. There was one in Bluebell that Keep, we would go to. You know what I ended up for years? Uh, they uh, ground rounds would have comedy shows when the, the comedy in that in the eighties when it exploded. Yeah. And I, I ground round was decent, constantly in ground. And I the, liked, yeah. It. And the big yeah. thing was you could throw your popcorn and peanut shells on the floor. Yeah, and we go, used to go to uh, ha- uh, Howard Johnson's all the time. Hojo yeah. ice cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, peppermint stick ice cream they had. Um, hang on a second. I got another call. It's uh, Kendra that's on the line. Hi, Kendra. Good morning. Wonderful. Kendra, I haven't played a movie clip yet. Why are you calling in? Because I just won $1,000. <laughs> Kendra is playing the crumb bum cash. Wow. And won $1,000 for the contest. How sweet is that? That means she could buy 20 pairs of jeans from that place in the city. Yeah. No, one pair of jeans. <laughs> That's it. Just one. Just one. Uh, so, Kendra, where are you from? I'm from East Greenwood, New Jersey. Oh, Jersey, yeah, we appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, $1,000, um, that could do, do some pretty good things for you this weekend, right? Well, actually, next weekend is my birthday. There you go. We knew that. Wow. Just we knew that. in time. And, yes, I know I said goo instead of do, Casey. <laughs> he looked at me. All right, Kendra, congratulations. We love you, and have yourself a great weekend, okay? Thank you so much. 
Oh, oh she's sweet. For everything you goo, this we say thank sweet. you. Do a goo. Feel the goo in the neighborhood. I knew that was coming. Goo. Yourselves, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, this text says two best things from Applebee's: uh, wonton tacos and yeah. diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so if you forgot to take your Miralax, just go to Applebee's and you'll be okay. All right, order up. Oh, wait, no, another movie clip, another movie clip. All right, let's see if you can identify uh, what food movie clip this is. Here we go. I think that just about does it. He's not done yet. Well, he may take a little while with that last bite, but it'll go down. That ain't the last bite. Well, sure it is. There's nothing on that plate but gristle and fat. Double the best. Double the best. you? No problem. All right. Let's see if you know the answer to that movie. What movie that is? 215-263-WMMR. Now I ring the bell. Here we go. Next story. All right. This kind of ties into the last story, but Olive Garden uh, is bringing back its popular never-ending pasta bowl after a two-year hiatus. Yeah, it was very popular. Yeah, the never-ending pasta deal is officially slated to hit restaurants nationwide September 25th, but Olive Garden E-Club members can get exclusive early access to the promo, and that started on the 18th. And and by never-ending, do they specify that regardless of global events... Uh, that it will never end, even through a nuclear war or anything of that nature. No, there's a oh, there's a cutoff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so right. you can you can enjoy unlimited servings of your of your favorite pasta combos, homemade super salad, and breadsticks, all for a suggested starting price of thirteen ninety nine. There's also an option to add a never ending topping to your meal for an additional four ninety nine. Uh, again, I encourage you to try their lasagna. It's damn good. Uh, Olive Garden's never-ending possible menu for 2023 includes the following options. Pastas, which is spaghetti, angel hair, rigatoni, and fettuccine. Sauces, traditional marinara, traditional meat sauces. Uh, sauce Alfredo, five cheese marinara and cream mushroom. And the toppings, Italian sausage, crispy chicken frit- frita. Frita. And meatballs. Remember those commercials where they, they, the family brought their, uh, like, a grandfather over from, uh, say, hey, he's like a being back in Italy. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Is no. it just like, no, it's a McDonald's. It's like a being in Glasgow. Mm. You know that uh, that guy on uh, Conan's show, Jordan Schlansky? Yes. He's a very cultured and civilized guy, and uh, Conan makes fun of him all the time. And so one time uh, Conan took <laughs> Jordan Schlansky to Olive Garden, and, uh, and, <laughs> and the dude was just an American waiter, and uh, Conan started speaking to him in Italian. <laughs> and it was, it's a really, really funny bit. But, Steve, they just played on every one of those tropes. Right, right, of, right. Uh, you know, what it's like to be in it. You're, you're dining in Italy Do you at know- this uh, strip mall in Hill. Nick, you made me remember, what was that place? And the big conceit was that they had, it was a, sort of a tropical rainforest. Rec- was oh, it, yeah. Was it called Rainforest, uh, rainforest Cafe rainforest or something? Cafe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had sort of animatronic yeah. Um, yeah, birds we, and we things. Went, we went to one in Niagara Falls. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it would rain. Right. It, it would it rain every rain. now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was another little fun you know, <laughs> gimmick. Niche, niche little thing that they had. I eat best in tropical rainforests. Uh, by the way, the possible promotion, the never any possible promotion, uh, is happening between uh, now or September 25th through November 19th. So a limited time you can uh, get that, and prices may vary for that. Hmm. All right, we want to know what movie this is from. I think that just about does it. He's not done yet. Well, he may take a little while with that last bite, but it'll go down. That ain't the last bite. Well, sure it is. There's nothing on that plate but gristle and fat. No problem. All right, we're going to go to Christine. Hi there, Christine. Hi. All right, name that movie, Christine. The Great Outdoors. That is correct. Absolutely correct. The old 96er. 
hang on, Christine. Here's what we have for you. All right, Christine, you won Barbie on digital. Margot Robbie brings Barbie to life with Ryan Gosling and an all-star cast, and you can own it now on digital. All right, uh, those are the only ones I sent over to Marissa, uh, Casey. Let's see but what we else have, we got here. We have other ones. Yeah, let um, me... Uh, in the Wayback File? Yeah, there's a, there's actually, Marissa found a whole bunch. And there's some that we have we set aside and then we forget to use or don't have time to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so oh, when you're a sure. rolling steamroller of entertainment... It's what I'm happens. trying to think here. I want to go. Did we do this one? Uh, uh, yeah, we, yeah did. we did. We did. Um, but I think. It's... Oh, how about the. Uh, hold on, Case. Let me have the, the mouse for a moment here. Okay. I think. Uh, Give me the mouse. Oh, wait. I can't. I don't, I don't Wrong mouse. Uh, all right. I just moved everything. You pick something. So okay. I messed that up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what, man? Shoot the mouse. I'm, uh, I'm going to do this one. Ah. Okay. I think we've done it. But let's do it. Yeah, why not? All right, here we go. What movie is this from? Hey, why don't you go find some, uh, what are the little potatoes called? The tiny ones? Fingerling potatoes? Yeah. Love All right. <laughs> That's such a great movie clip from that movie. 215-263-WMMR. What movie is that from? Order up. Oh, wait. I'm not ready. Now I am. Last one. All right. Because our guest is here. Oh, all right. Excellent. Love that. Um, then I need to end on a, on a good one here. How about... This one, uh, food giant Kraft Heinz has announced that it is recalling more than 83,000 cases of individually wrapped Kraft Singles American processed cheese slices. I better know why. Why? Because uh, sometimes the wrapping sticks so much, so tightly to the cheese that people are eating the wrapping. Kind of. Okay. Oh, wow. It is due to a potential choking hazard, but it's not because of the wrapping that we've known for all these years. There is, there's, uh, they had a, um, something wrong with one of the oh. wrapping machines. All right. Uh, and it allowed for thin strips of film to remain on the cheese slices after the wrapper is removed. So you think you've removed it entirely and yes. you're still getting a little plastic shrapnel. The film sticks to the slice and it is not removed and it could be unpleasant and potentially cause a gagging or choking hazard. You know, so they had the they had them uh, in individually sliced but in a block where they would peel off easier and then mm-hmm. they individually, you know, wrap them and all that stuff. And after a while, if you had the cheese for long enough, you could not separate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's too bad because it's it's a lot of plastic waste. Yeah, you know, those yeah, single yeah, yeah. Uh, individually wrapped, and, and when you go to the deli, you get it uh, sliced cut, and, yeah. and and it's uh, it's all stacked on top of each other. But you've just gotten that freshly cut. You're probably not going to have it very very long. The way Kraft is such a big operation that that stuff sits for a while. And has to be shipped off and get to its location and eventually brought out. And so time passes, and I see what you're saying, that yep. everything would just kind of congeal and be mush yeah. together. But a regular standard cheese slicer, yeah, right? I'll yeah. stand up with the little, the little um, hitman wire, yeah. we'll get it done. Yeah. But the Velveeta individual slices, I actually prefer over the Kraft. Well, box. they're each in yeah. a leather pouch. Yes. So that makes it much more enticing. Right, the leather pouches. Yeah, yeah. Velveeta, which you think is the, the cheapest cheese, is wrapped in a, in a. Each one has a leather pouch. Wow. Uh, so the recall applies to 16 ounce Kraft Singles American pasteurized uh, prepared cheese products with a use date by January 10th through 2024 to January 27, 2024. So it's a very specific uh, 
one. The company said it discovered the issue after receiving several customer complaints about finding the plastic stuck to a slice with six customers complaining about choking and gagging on the product. So if you've choked to death on a slice, you might be owed some money. Uh, there were no reports of injuries or serious health issues, according to Kraft. Uh, they said it has since fixed the wrapping machine and inspected all the other processing machines. To be honest, this uh, was all eliminated years ago by the spray cheese, but uh, you know, yeah. the, your yeah. finer cheeses don't tend to come that way. All right, we need to know what movie this clip is from. Hey, why don't you go find some, uh, what are the little potatoes called, the tiny ones? Fingerling potatoes? Yeah, let's oh, f- love fingerling potatoes. <laughs> All right, let's go to Sarah. Hey, Sarah, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what movie is that from? Definitely from Don't Look Up. Absolutely. Oh! You are great. Hang on. Timothy Chalamet with the love fingerling potatoes line. Uh, Case, what do we have for Sarah? Sarah, you have Barbie on digital. Margot Robbie brings Barbie to life with Ryan Gosling and an all-star cast, and you can own it now on digital. Thing of beauty. Hang on the line. We'll get your information, Sarah. You will be good to go. And that is all we have. Well done. Time for In the Connoisseur today. Thank you very much, everyone, for being a part of it. Listen, we want to take a break because our guest is indeed here, and uh, we're excited to have him back in our studio this morning. So stick around as Glenn Howerton. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. We'll be right here with us. Stay put. We'll be right back. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go. Get important alerts and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, our next guest, we are delighted to have in our studio. He returns to Philadelphia for the event tomorrow night, the Always Sunny Podcast Live at the Man. Uh, tickets available at mancenter.org if you can get them. But, ladies and gentlemen, we are delighted to have Glenn Howerton yeah. in our studio. Yeah. 
am so happy to be here, guys. Nice to see yeah, you, man. Now, listen, I know we're gonna, you guys have questions for me, but I have a question for you. Yeah. Okay. So... How long have you guys been doing this show? Uh, we're in our 25th year. Yeah. 25th yeah. year. And then we worked, uh, Preston was doing Afternoon Drive, and I was doing a remote check-in with him for about two years prior to that, right? Yeah, so we okay. worked in, yeah. in addition to that. Yeah. Now, uh, are any of you guys coffee drinkers? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Are. Love it. You love coffee, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. do I. Yeah. So do I. So explain this. Right. <laughs> oh, we love you. And, I, I love and, and you. for those of you who are not watching, I'm holding up a coffee cup right now. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible, it's not. It's not good. <laughs> I warned you. It's not good coffee. I know you did, but I just uh, I feel compelled to bring it up because I, I figure there's got to be oh my God. at least a few coffee drinkers yeah. in the bunch. You know, and wouldn't you, as the boss, well, <laughs> kind of come in and go and go? Listen, thing. this needs to be handled. We got to take care of this. It, it's like your grandmother. There's good days and there's bad days, man. There, it's you who know, makes it, it depends on who makes and the that's, ball. That's yeah. really it. So there's no one barista <laughs> overseeing it. That's so you, you have people who are just shy of heroin addicts who are making it, uh-huh. and then you have people who want it really, really benign. And so uh, when I make it, apparently everyone it gets very critical because it's not potent enough. Yeah. And then there are people, it literally looks in the filter like a bunt cake. That's how much, cake. I mean, Glenn, it's this crazy. Is, this is ongoing in yeah. our office. The okay. fight over who makes the coffee, who drinks it, who doesn't refill it, who turns off the, the burner. burners. Yeah. Yeah. How Turns the made. burners off on full carass of coffee. Okay. So then you get cold coffee. It's like... Sorry. Okay. There are, no, that's what, so there are conversations <laughs> yeah, happening oh, yeah. around this. Yeah. We just haven't solved them. All right. 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 Yeah. Okay. So when you got here, I offered you a, a cup of uh, crappy kitchen coffee and yes. you politely declined and now you're drinking it. And I said, oh. Kathy has her own machine. Yeah. And, and I, you should have gone with the Kathy machine. I should have gone with the Kathy machine. I, I could make it for you. Yeah. I, okay, next time. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Okay. We'll see if we can get the mix right before the end of the interview where you have well, something that's viable. Is, you know, the, the, the blend of coffee beans is very important. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and uh, you know, we're here to talk about a blend, so it's a it's <laughs> That's a good true. Yeah. yeah. We are here to talk about a blend of whiskey. So this is, this is very walls. exciting. Yeah. And yeah. Preston, you are a drinker of whiskey. Very yes, much yes. so. And yeah. so uh, this is very cool. Who, who amongst the collective were you? Are you all um, whiskey drinkers or was there a, a main proponent driving the, the uh, whiskey brand? Or how, from inception to now, how did it progress? Well, all of us, all of us at certain, certainly at times in our, in our lives, <laughs> right. have been whiskey drinkers. Um, I would say amongst the three of us, uh, me, Rob, and Charlie, uh, Rob and I are both more whiskey drinkers right. than, than Charlie is. Um, and you know, Rob, he, he's kind of a cocktail guy. He likes his, he likes his, his old fashions and Manhattans. <laughs> right. And, uh, I personally, I like to drink it straight or on the rocks. Okay. So. Yep. I'm an on the rocks guy. I do yeah. like cocktails as well. I'm telling you, this is a, this is a sexy bottle. Uh, Thanks, I, I absolutely love this. It's got a, Can you re- out there, uh, yeah, it's got a really cool classic font on it. It looks it's great. Very, very much. You think Irish when you see this and it says on here, it's Irish. It's a, it's a blend of Irish whiskeys and American rye whiskey, um, and it's got something really cool on it. It has a toast on the side here. A uh, classic uh, Kelsey toast? Which is it not classic. Well, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's 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 togetherness. Um, it says, uh, raise your coffee always be strong. <laughs> no, it says, raise a glass uh, to the room that brings us together, to the place the gang calls home. Huh. Uh, to the four walls that hold our good times in and keep our troubles out. To the bar. And then, oh. so it, comes, it comes with its own toast. That's pretty smart. I've not 
yeah. been aware of any other uh, whiskeys that have done that. Well, we, we, you know, the whole the whole idea behind this from the very beginning. We, so last year we did a limited release of of uh, Four Walls whiskey. We did a, a blend of Irish and American, and then we did uh, this really special fifteen uh, year Irish whiskey, right. which was all in celebration of the fifteenth season of the show, and also to give back to the uh, bartending and serving community in Philadelphia, uh, in Pennsylvania. So um, all the proceeds went towards you know those charities that great. people who were affected by the the pandemic and it was really just our way initially of of giving back to to the bartending community to the community of people that kind of raised us you know in our youth when we were when we were you know kids in our 20s drinking sure. whiskey you know so it was just it was just a way to celebrate the city of Philadelphia to celebrate you know our love of whiskey to celebrate the bars and the bartenders and it was it just the reception we got was so massive and so fun and uh, you know we realized like well this would be a massive missed opportunity if we didn't put out like a mass release version yeah. of this i think people would just finally beg you into doing it anyway once they caught wind of it and and wanted to experience it themselves you know yeah. on a larger scale so you were going to you were going to have to do it anyway yeah i mean it, it's not as if we didn't discuss it yeah. it was it was always on the table but we didn't know if we were going to we didn't know how it was going to be received we right. didn't know you know if people were going to enjoy the liquid we didn't know you know you just have no idea so uh it was it was very heartening to see mm-hmm. how it was received so yeah so now the we've got a mass market release coming out in october here in Pennsylvania. Awesome. Well, and, Preston, uh, I know you have a, a golf tournament after the show today. I myself do not, and uh, I believe it's tradition to follow up a toast with a sip, so I would like to try said whiskey. We've been given permission to <clears throat> crack the bottle. Oh, yeah. okay. Do we have any other uncracked bottles here, or is this the only one? Preston is going to want to... Well, I want Glenn to sign one. Yes. All right. Keep it. All right. Oh, a memento. Yeah. So I'm cracking this open. Here you go. We'll get you, we'll get you an un... Uh, We've got... Yeah, yeah, well... Let me let me ask you, uh, Glenn, whether they're, they're doing this. Yeah. The um, uh, so so we've had uh, you know we've had actors and performers and rock stars come through and like for example when they write a book or something or or something that is you would think oh that would be something sort of lesser on the scale of importance would, you know they're blown away by seeing their name on a book oh seeing this bottle seeing this thing come to fruition did it did it impact you yeah that's a, nobody's asked me that yet and and that is. Probably yes, yeah, very yeah. much so. Uh, I, I, it's like I, I mean, there's a. We just posted an Instagram video of me literally crying, yeah, at the distillery in Ireland. Wow, um, because it was the first time I'd ever really seen the whole thing being put together. And yeah, the people that are putting it together, who are doing it, who are laboring on this yeah. thing, the the extended benefit of just a, of it on that level. Yeah, it's amazing. And it was the first time I'd seen the the new bottles, which. Is, is the bottle that most people are going to see. And I got very emotional about yeah. it. And, you know, I always knew from the very beginning that this was important to me because whiskey has been such an important part of my youth. And yeah. my, it, it was the first good drink I'd ever had. Like uh-huh. somebody, somebody was nice enough. I was super broke living in New York City and I was at a dinner. It was one of those things where somebody was paying for everything and they were like, <laughs> you should try scotch. Um, and I tried it and that was hooked from yeah. that point forward. I didn't realize whiskey, be, you know, I'd, yeah, cruddy, <laughs> cruddy <laughs> whiskey and Cokes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> so I, I didn't know that whiskey could be so good on its own. And, and, you know, from that point forward, I became a whiskey drinker and, you know, so to see, yeah, to see, my own whiskey and my name on the whiskey is totally and, and like I said, this the bottle alone. It's, it's sometimes the bottle, the look of a bottle will go. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, try that. 
Yeah. It's a, something, there's a good look about that, whatever that is, and that's what I like about that. It looks really cool. And to hold that in your hand for the first time and say, yeah. wow, yeah. this looks legit. You yeah, know? it was cool. That's cool. It was cool. I'm, I'm fascinated by by the, um, by the that that whole culture of of the of the bottles. So if you're, you're talking about wine, the vineyards, or all of that, the science behind it, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, the visceral, the, um, the response you get from the look of the bottle, what all of that stuff is, 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 is precise. And yet it's also creative at the same time. Totally. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, th- there's a science to, yeah. to obviously to distilling and creating whiskey from, from scratch. Uh, but the, the, the art of it really is in the, the blend. And that, yeah. that's, that, that was what was so exciting about this is that we've, it's a blend that's never been really done. I mean, it's been done, but this is one of the first brands that's ever done an Irish American blend. Huh. If you're tuning in, it's Four Walls is the name of the whiskey that Glenn is here. Glenn Howerton and uh, he and Charlie and Rob are behind this whole thing. Are you going to try some next? I am, yeah. The first time my dad ever took me to a bar was an Irish bar in Alexandria, Virginia, and uh, he bought me a uh, sh- uh, a glass of, of whiskey, Whiskey on the Rocks. So uh, this is for my dad and for you, Glenn, so thank you so much. Cheers. I want to get uh, I want to get your reaction. <laughs> Well, you got to savor <laughs> no, it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that is very smooth. Uh, there's no bite. Uh, and that does. That's a, an Irish whiskey for you. Yeah. Right yeah. There. Usually you don't have that big burn. And then it does exactly what it's supposed to do, which is warm you in your belly. There you go. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Hey, question. Does um, does Danny still have his limoncello or did that uh, come and go? Oh, you know what? I, no, that? I think that came and went. Okay. Uh, I'm, and I'm not sure exactly what went wrong there or yeah. why it didn't, but. That, or was that it always meant to be limited? No, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> I know. I was, I, it was meant to go on and on. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, but it, I, yeah, no, I don't think it is around it. Okay, okay, all right. So, because yeah. I guess he would have been the first one of you guys to dip his toes into uh, into yeah. the booze, <laughs> right? Right. So, right, don't right. seek his counsel when it comes to dealing with your. Uh, with yeah, your, clearly yeah. not. <laughs> I was watching TV last night, and uh, there was a, a commercial with Danny on it, and uh, and then, you know knew that you were going to have uh, you were going to be in here today. And it, does it still blow you away that you get to work with that guy? Because he's he is a legend, and he's still working, and he's still funny and viable. Um, it just it blows me away that that it's Danny DeVito on Always Sunny. So it all blows me. The whole thing blows me away. The, yeah. the, the 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 fact that we're still doing the show, the fact that I even have a show <laughs> that that I created that's still on the air, the, the fact that I'm working with Danny DeVito, I don't take any of it for granted. Honestly, it it, it blows me away at almost every single. Well, there are days where it doesn't blow me away. Okay. There are days there are days where I'm just in a bad mood. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. like any. We all stuff. have that. Yeah. But uh, but for the most part, my overall sense is is that I'm I'm blown away by all of it. Honestly, I mean, it's, the dude. I, I was watching Hoffa the other day. Yeah, yeah. he directed Hoffa. Yeah, I mean, he's he directed many movies. Uh, you know, I, I mean, that's a powerhouse cast. Nicholson, the whole thing. He's in it. Uh-huh. I mean, he's a phenomenal talent. Well, you know, this is so. I was actually talking about this with somebody the other day. They asked me, hey, "It's got to be so fun to work with Danny. Like, is he just you know?" And I, and I was saying, you know, he's just like you would think, and he yeah. and in so many ways, he really is. And the and then they said. Oh, so he's really just being himself on the show. He's not really even acting. And I was like, well, to a degree, that 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 yeah. that is true. And there are times where he's just allowing his own personality to come out through the character of of Frank on the mm-hmm. show. Hmm. But then we have these moments where we write these, you know, these monologues for him, or he has a moment where he's got to really do some real acting, right? And it's in those moments, at all of this, you ask any one of us this, where you just watch that guy and you're like, oh, right. He's yeah. like an Oscar-nominated <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, Oscar. I mean, he's 
he's such a great, he's an amazing caliber of actor. And he is so fun and so funny and so easy to work with that it's easy to forget that. But it's in those moments that, that I, I realize that I'm working with like a master of the craft. Yeah. Because when he's got to really bring it and do some real acting stuff, he's amazing. Wow. Amazing. When uh, Steve and I did our, our had our first chance of being on the show uh, is when you guys were shooting here in Philadelphia. And yeah. we were uh, in Center City and we had to go uh, buy makeup. And we had, we're in the makeup trailer. And it's me and Steve and um, uh, the, the hair person. And Danny comes in and he's going to get set. And the, the person, the hair person had to leave. And Steve and I look at each other and we're like... We are alone. We're talking. To be we are right talking. now <laughs> in this little bitty trailer. And we're like getting all nervous and everything. But the conversation was smooth and easy. And we ended up talking about one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Like he didn't have any problem at yeah. all. Oh, we talking had. Talking about his classic roles. Death which to you would Smoochie. think we'd, we'd get cut. Yeah, we okay. talked about Death to Smoochie. Mm-hmm. Death to Smoochie. But, Love but that movie. Yeah. You would think that, he, he, you know, a guy who's done it for that long would be kind of like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. It was Great. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. He is a sweetheart. Yeah. He really is. It's being a, he almost, a great he's able to hover above, you know, and be him, but also have that repository of capability. I wanted to ask you, because I mentioned this to Nick the other day, and we were just talking about you coming on, and I and I'm I was saying, I say, I I hope that they are instituting a campaign for a nomination for you for Blackberry. Oh, thank you. Because uh, I uh, I love the movie. I know Nick loved the movie as well. And we, we had you on to talk about yeah. it. The role was fantastic. And I recommend everyone see it. Whether if you're fascinated with just the, the, the birth of a, of a portion of technology that we're all using today. And, mm-hmm. and just it has intrigue and all of that stuff. But the performance was amazing. Oh, thank uh, you. It, and so I I don't know if that's something you can talk about. But is that under- it is? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's it's it was a, uh, you know, not not one of the studios that's being struck against. And, uh, OK, you know, they. We had conversations with 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 SAG about whether we should talk about the movie, whether they're okay with us talking about the movie, and they they gave us the green light. Good. So we can, cool. you know, it's nice to be able to talk about it again because it's it, it was a small independent. It was an independent film. It was not a big, huge budget studio movie. Uh, although I would argue it, it looked yeah pretty fantastic and. Top level uh, again. Uh, Jay Baruchel, the supporting cast, yeah. uh, 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 Carrie Elway, Saul Rubinick, Michael Ironside, yeah. all of these people who are terrific. Uh, and it, it's it's interesting because it is tense and it's drama and it's comedy as well, mm-hmm. and it's all rooted. I mean, I, I, it, it prompted me to check out other um, documentaries about that period about those people, and it's pretty spot on. There's not a lot of you know crazy liberties taken with the story, which makes it all the more interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's a true story. I mean, the, the actual mechanics of how things went down, of yeah. course, have to be dramatized right. and, and fictionalized to, to a degree. But, um, but you know, the essence of it is is really, the rise and fall is what happened. It's the story of, of the Blackberry. And, yeah. and we talked about this before. And, and you know, what we all are, have now moved, evolutionarily speaking, many levels past, I mean, it rocked the world. I mean, you're talking about a Steve Jobs level occurrence, you know, and and, and it's sort of a story that was not told. But it is fascinating. Yeah, amazing that, that some Something like that. We you hear so much about the story of Apple and Steve Jobs. Yeah, you know all these big guys in the tech industry, and yet it wasn't really until this movie came out that most people 
learned the story behind one of the most iconic phones ever. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know anything about BlackBerry or the business behind or the people behind it prior to reading the script. I mean, I, right. I was like, wow, how do people not know this? Not this know is that, incredible. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But um, but it was an amazing story. And, and uh, you know, the the reception we've gotten is just has gone so far beyond anything I could have anticipated or, or hoped for. It's, uh, it's streaming. I mean, if you want to, you can get it. You can see it, you know, yeah. and, and rent it or whatever. But it's, it's available. I encourage you if you're interested in anything remotely associated with this it's really solid well look, look it up on you know look it up on rotten tomatoes yeah. look at look at the i mean it the, it's just been it, the reception has been incredible Huge, by, yeah. you know people who just regular people folks who are watching the movie and also the critics it's it's been yeah uh, <laughs> it was it was i felt like i was taking a big swing as an actor and i was like i don't know if this is going to work or just a haircut alone yeah. it's just a haircut alone <laughs> yeah exactly that you would do that and you're going out on that go way out on that gangplank and uh, it, but it delivered and, well, and, and actually, and I, I feel so. I feel like I'm so different from the character that I play. Yeah. And as an actor, that's fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. To get to step into something that is, I get to express a, a side of myself that I don't express in my real life. Although now I'm running a business, so I'm not, <laughs> you know, I mean, might have to turn into that guy. Right. right yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's been it's it's so fun to do something that different from myself. Right. Yeah. Glenn, I think we had you on uh, while you were filming it because you you were wearing a hat and you <laughs> oh, it was via yes. Zoom. Yeah. And you took the hat off to reveal the haircut that and and you know you're bald in the movie um i'm always curious as to how a movie like that with you and all the actors that steve named gets made in the first place is it something you know does the the script float across your desk and you read it and and it appeals to you does somebody recommend it to you how does that go from uh we'd love for glenn howerton to be in this movie to actually glenn being in the movie and then it getting made because i i don't understand how that process even starts or or it then gets completed yeah it's it's different every time sometimes uh an actor is involved from the very very beginning uh other times uh, the script gets bought by somebody and that producer has connections to certain actors and they put it together that way uh, usually before something gets financed uh there are at least a few key things in place uh, uh a director of uh, you know of a certain stature um a, a script that's just so undeniably amazing you know in this particular case uh, matt johnson and matt miller who wrote the script and uh, produced the f- film and matt johnson directed the film uh they had uh strong ties within the canadian film community so they they got funding pretty quickly through their various connections in canada uh just based on i don't even know if the script was written mm-hmm. i mean i think it got well i'm sure before they got the actual money because they needed to know what what they were spending the money on. Um, they got governmental funding, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the program in Canada will promote <clears throat> right. Canadian films. Right? Yeah, and it's actually, they're going to release it. Maybe they already did. Oh. Uh, I should find out. <laughs> uh, they're going to release it as a three-part uh, miniseries, too, and it's going to be ah, a slightly oh, wow. extended cut of the film. Okay. Uh, in Canada. How so long that, did you guys shoot? Plan. How long was the shoot? Uh, how long that left? It was seven weeks. It was okay. a seven-week shoot. So yeah. my question then is, how did you keep your haircut intact? Did you have to keep getting shaved down yeah. like every single day? And Shave then, it every day. And then what did you do about tan lines? Because uh, we... Oh, here, I'll just show you because um, <laughs> every five years, Casey gets a new driver's license and he does a new haircut and this was his most recent one. <laughs> oh, my. And he did that specifically for his driver's license. How were? How did they... I thought they didn't they allow you to do, do it. Do, they 
he's old. Yeah. He'll let you do it. He, but uh-huh. he's had trouble in the past. Like, right? One time you went and she yeah. gave me a hard time. So the one before that, I grew my hair out for two years. If you can pop I, up uh, on the yeah. screen here of Casey. We have a, a montage of Casey's license picture. Yeah. Connor, if you can find that, he's looking for it now. We'll, we'll show you in yeah. a second. This but, is fantastic. That was the second. Thank you. That was the second time. The, the tan line, because I had gotten the haircut the day yeah. before, and I probably should have gotten like a yeah, spray tan or something <laughs> like that. But here These are all of Casey's driver's legit, Glenn. Legit driver's license. Yeah. Oh, no. He commits. He spends years thinking about what he's going to do. This is madness. Isn't it? Yeah. That is madness. <laughs> when you get pulled over, does anybody ever say anything? Never. <laughs> I don't. I think, actually, uh, the, the one in the middle, the one where I'm wearing the yellow shirt and I got the hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, dude, dude. I think that one got me out of a ticket once. Sometimes nice. I can't believe yeah. you're real. Yeah. <laughs> well, the one risk you run is them believing you're you. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's that's always the liability with this. But I mean, people don't realize how outlandish these pictures are. Yeah. You know what? This would make a great headshot. You know, <laughs> right? you know how some actors they have like the, the quad shot where yeah. it's just like different right, characters yeah. in each quadrant. Show your range. Yeah. yeah. The one on the lower right I had made into a flag for him that uh, he displays Wait. at the beach. Beach. That was the one that I grew my hair out for two years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't you have a mug of one of them, Preston? Yeah, I have oh, yeah. the same one. Okay. <laughs> I've got a mug. It's in the office. <laughs> you look like a saw Jim Duggan. <laughs> 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 I love it. Hey, I wanted to ask, going back to the um, uh, the scripts and, and how a project comes along, uh, I've personally never read a script. How different is that from reading, say, a book? Do you have to be in a different mindset mentally when you're reading that? Because I know a great book when I read a great book, but I don't know if I'd know a great script if I read a great script. Yeah, scripts are different for sure because they're they're more. It's more of an instruction manual mm-hmm. for for the for the movie that's going to be going to be made. So there, I mean, there are certainly writers, screenwriters who take pride in how they write stage direction so that it, you know, reads a little bit more like a novel. Mm-hmm. But you have to be so concise. You know, a novel can spend uh, three pages just talking about a, a tree that the main yeah. character is looking at. You know what I mean? Uh, whereas, like, a script can't can't do that. Um, you know, so it's it, it beca- it's much more challenging to write something that's an enjoyable experience to read. Because it's not meant to be read. It's meant to be a film. Yeah. And so if you add a director into the mix, you can maybe in your head go, okay, I can see what so-and-so would do with this yes. script. Okay. There are script writers, though, that are like William Goldman or that are legendary for writing them almost like novels yes. and, and so because he this is the way i want to see it up on screen it's, you know uh but uh, yeah it's it, it is an interesting experience to read it's like you talk about we were talking with um <clears throat> pat oswald who you, you worked uh, with obviously on uh, on ap bio and um about comic books and 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 how they're they're sort of halfway between because it's yeah. the, the way that you read the page and like he points out that on the turn page the page you flip over should be the beat that's like da 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 uh-huh. and it's all that's the way you're meant to be consumed but you're right a script kind of lays in a in a weird uh, the instructional or, or uh, directions is more of an interesting well I've, I found that it. novelists who then uh, either adapt their own uh, books into screenplays or write original screenplays they tend to to write their screenplays in the way that you're describing. Right, right. Like, for instance, uh, Noah Hawley, right, who who created the Fargo series. Yes. Um, and has done a number of things. But it, I, every time, any time I've ever read a Noah Hawley script, it's... It's it's incredible. It, it's just as good as reading a Noah Hawley book. Right. Uh, he just has that 
that's that's just a strength of his that that not a lot of screenwriters even think they need to do and they don't really you know but he recognizes that the experience of reading the script is going to affect whether somebody wants to make it or not so yeah you know yeah. If you can write something that's actually enjoyable to read uh maybe he's got a better chance of actually getting it made or maybe that's just who he is i don't think he can help himself he's right so talented you referenced uh the length of our show earlier in the interview and and um our show's okay we've been doing all right for a little <laughs> while but when i go to other cities uh, and i listen to other radio stations um, I can I can always tell when it's bad, right? And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. You just tell like something's off or whatever. You're a writer. Um, w- when you read something that's bad, uh, what what strikes you immediately? Is it, they they don't develop the characters. There's something that that um, is pointed out to you, and you're like, I, this is just not good writing. Cliche. Oh, cliche. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Any any time where I feel like they're writing something where it's like they know these beats are going to work, but the mm-hmm. reason they know they're going to work is because they've been done before. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think a lot of writers that write that kind of cliche into a script don't realize that that's what they're doing. They're like, oh yeah, this is cool, but they don't realize, like, the, the only reason you think that's cool is because you've seen it in 50 other movies. I yeah. just watched a documentary that, that was a collection of writers interviewed over the years, um, you know, great screenwriters, and, talk, and they, that's what they bring up. They yeah. bring up, you know, um, not saying phoning it in, but it, it, it you're just you just it's rote now. Yeah, you're yeah. just recycling all the things that you've seen in right. other things. Right. So yeah, that's no good. Well, I mean, it's also hard. I mean, people have been telling stories for you know since the dawn of time. So you know, like, how do you tell a story different? But what I and I, what I think uh, one of the great appeals of Always Sunny is that the gang never wins, right? So yeah. like, and whenever you watch something, it's like okay, the, uh, everything's going to resolve and they're going to win at the you know. And so so what I watch. When I watch your show, and I've watched every single episode, and there aren't many shows out there that I've seen every single episode of. It's like you know, everything is a surprise, and it's like okay, this it, the the show starts here. Like, where's this going? You know, because where where it starts the first five minutes is not where it's right, going right. to end at all. Yeah, I think I think subverting expectation has always been a, a goal of ours. It's what I've always enjoyed in things that I watch. I don't want to be able to. Pro- every you can't help yourselves. We've all been so you know, uh, we've seen so many movies. Movies and TV shows, and Time, yeah. so that you don't even realize you're doing it, but you you you're you're anticipating what's going to happen next, and you're pretty sure you know what it is. And when you're right, it's kind of a letdown. Yeah. Well, actually. so like whenever I, I watch those uh, movies or shows that it's like a conspiracy, it's like you know CIA and so, you know and 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 the best friend was the bad guy the whole time. <laughs> it's like I, I come on, man! I yeah. didn't need eight episodes to find out that you know. I'm not going to say, but, and this is, there's a show I want you to watch, Steve, so we can talk about this, because the whole time I'm like, it's his best friend! Right, right. The whole time! But sometimes, sometimes that's the, me- that's the mechanism. You know, sometimes, it's so, and it's funny, when people talk about comedy or whatever, there there are rules, but there are no rules. Like, like, like if you wrote it, and it, even, you know, to, to the things that are the tropes that are, that are always, if it's done... And it's entertaining, then it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. all right. You know, so you would prefer that it not, but if you can pull it off. Yeah. And I think that's the seductive nature of going to those things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do think that, that the, the performers, uh, you know, and the, the, way it's, the way it's presented, uh, the way the performers perform it. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, a, a movie that is rather cliche in, in many moments, if it's got a, if it's got good enough actors in it, yeah, kind yeah. of pull it off mm-hmm. in a way that uh, you know somebody else couldn't. But uh, that's why when they talk about an actor that can open a movie, like okay, well, it, like you know the, the go to, you know the, the person who will okay. It doesn't matter. I want to see this person, right? You know. Yeah, there's not as many of those. No, no, no. Yeah. So, w- with the with your coworkers, when you see them in other things, is it is it uh, tough for you to 
take uh, eliminate the actual person from the character and i'm i'm asking because this recently i and i didn't even expect it i started watching the saints of second chance or second chance saints it's a documentary okay and charlie day's in it and i was like and at first i was like charlie that is, I'm like that looks like Charlie Day a lot, you know. And then I had to like because it, it, I mean, it looked like him. And then I had to look it up on IMDb. I'm like, sure enough, it is him. It's a documentary, but they have um, some like reenactments, and he plays uh, oh, the. I, did you not know about? I've this? never heard of this. Uh, no. It just showed up on on uh, Netflix. Saints of Second Chance. Yeah. It's, a re- it's, a, it's a sports it's, thing, right? Yeah. So talk. the the guy Bill Veck uh, used to own the Chicago White Sox. His son was the idea man behind Disco Sucks Night there. Right. And then Mike Veck ends up buying a minor league team, and Charlie Day in the uh, historical reenactments plays Mike Veck. Huh. Hey, I, he, <laughs> I've never heard of this. <laughs> I swear, right. I've never heard of this. He did not mention this. Yeah. I don't know any. This is the first I'm hearing. So, well, watch it. I, yeah. I know we were talking earlier off air about you know you don't get to watch things that much, but it's it, it is on Netflix and it it's is good? available. Do, yeah. Do you get that? Do you get this? So we, I'll be out in an event and people always say, "Where's Preston?" Or I'll be, I'll be you know, right, right, right. And, and do you get that? Oh I mean, yeah, because you're viewed as the the, uh-huh. the troika, right? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. No, they can't they can't understand how you're not always all together. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I struggle with the on scene uh, on screen scenes with um, Rob and Caitlin, knowing that they're married. And and just how how uh, how terribly they treat each other on, yeah, that on makes the it show. Funnier. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you do you watch because Steve and I talk about it a lot? Um, the outtakes. Uh, I, if I'm in a bad mood, you're, if I have a crappy day, I watch sunny outtakes to make myself laugh and feel better. Yeah, we we um, we actually often when we have to do a new season, especially in, as we get into the later seasons, and you know we can, you know there's, there's always a little bit now nowadays when we start, we're like, oh man, what what are we gonna do? We've done everything. There's not like there's nothing like you know. So we'll we'll start almost every season by watching bloopers. Oh, that's great. And the reason we do it is because it reminds us of how fun it is to do the show. We need to be reminded. It's in perfect. Moments, yeah. you know, perfect. It's like oh wait, no no no. This this. When it's when it's really like gelling and coming together, it's the greatest. Thing I can in the world. tell you that I I am, and I've seen every episode. I obviously, love the series. I'm probably more capable of quoting the bloopers <laughs> than I are of the actual dialogue right. moments. And you've done there are different presentations where it's actually, uh, I, you know, uh, and, and the, the podcast is great for that as well. It's a slavish sort of, you know, um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know it's going on in all of these, but the the uh, the contrasting the actual scene as to the the blooper the outtake because obviously there's a point in which in the scene in which you go let's try a couple things mm-hmm. yep. and and um and I've told you this and it's the highest compliment is that you know you're I love watching you break Charlie up I mean, there's this scene that a classic blooper that I love is where you're you're uh, there uh, you're learning about escape rooms and and you say yes I'm familiar it's highly erotic and and then she says no it's not at all well, then you you have not explained it well enough, and and they 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 just bust out laughing, and, and I, it kills me. It's so effing hilarious. Yeah, it's it's usually like a lot of the bloopers are they're either um, a twist on the dialogue that, yeah. that it wasn't written that way, but it was interpreted that way in the moment by whoever it is, and uh, and then oftentimes it's also I mean the blooper you were just showing on that on that right there was the where I come out of the bathroom and I'm saying you know somebody's uh, Caitlin says you look like Superman. <laughs> and it wasn't scripted 
for me to say, well, he was the original. <laughs> and Rob says, the original what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just, uh, just kind of came out of me because I thought, like, you know, what would be <laughs> what would be Dennis's spin on why right. that's a good thing? Right. Right? Because he was the original superhero, so that's a good thing, right? Like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And the, the, the one that also just slays me is, is, is and Danny, talking about Danny DeVito's uh, incredible you know, capacity and his experience, he, he doesn't break often. No. But the sequence where you're going through, you know, Kate is in sort of that halo, um, Caitlin's in that sort of halo thing, and you're going through the trunk and you're pulling out, you see, I, I, this is this is my my, 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 my bondage stuff. Oh, and my tools. Yeah. My tools. I need my tools. Oh, yeah. And and you can see Danny's <laughs> talking away. He's laughing so hard because you're 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 fervently trying to don't you understand? <laughs> These are my tools. It's hilarious. Well, that that so we were shooting. We shot that in Philly, right outside yeah. of St. Joe's Prep, and um, we had it was the last thing we shot. It was the very last scene we shot of season seven. Oh, so. We had been drinking. <laughs> we also didn't know if we were going to be picked up for another season beyond that. So, so we were like, "Wow, this this could be." There was, there was a there was a lot of emotion actually when we were shooting this scene. So we were having a lot of fun, but I think it was also. <laughs> I think we were also just like, it was the end of the season. It was the end. And we didn't know if we were yeah. going to ever do it again. I mean, I remember right after we finished this, getting in the van and headed back, headed back to base camp. And again, getting quite emotional because I was like, wow, what if that was the last thing we ever shoot? So the emotions are on high. Yeah, yeah. the emotions yeah. were already on high. We'd, we'd had a couple beers in us and, uh, <laughs> you know, and we were just having fun. Yeah, I would think, you know, it, it, there's a... a particular um, joy to the way things are structured now because think of all the shows that you loved sitcoms that you loved from years ago where you would have loved to have heard the cast sit down and dissect and talk about their experiences and get that peek behind and you guys have been able to do that in a way that really super serves your fan base and uh, you know that I, I hope that's not lost on you how important that no, is not yeah. at all I, I think it's I think it it's one thing. Uh, I think the thing that makes it extra special, in my in my opinion, and what I would like as a fan, is the fact that we're not just the actors on the show, but we created the show, right? Yeah. So, so it's all coming. It's our all our brainchild, you know. And I get the same satisfaction from watching the bloopers from the original Office, the British Office, or, right. or the bloopers from extras, you know. Because yeah, I yeah. know that Ricky and Stephen Merchant wrote the show, so they're performing their own material, and that just adds another layer of uh, funny yeah to me. yeah yeah uh, it does yeah. yeah i want to ask you uh, speaking of funny about uh, two of your co-stars um uh not core uh on, on sunny but um jimmy simpson and david hornsby crack me up and they are so incredibly talented outside of sunny but their roles on sunny are messed up and um <laughs> what, what you know, how do you know those guys how do they end up on sunny and uh, do you have any uh, stories to share about either one of those guys <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah okay so so uh, Jimmy and Charlie have known each other. Jimmy, Charlie, and David Hornsby have known each other for uh, since the, probably the mid-90s. Um, they all were at the William Williamstown uh, Theater Festival to 
together. So they, they got to know each other there. And then they were all living in New York City. Uh, well, all of us were living in New York City, but I didn't know those guys at the time. And they were making, they were making a lot of home, home movies together. So one of the inspirations behind why we even started any of this to begin with was, you know, and this was before they had editing programs. So they were literally shooting, they were editing in camera, which means they were shooting something and then they knew that the next thing needed to be this piece of coverage. So they would shoot it like, Marshall Corman style. What is one to one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so those guys made just a bunch of uh, crazy short films. Uh, It was often Jimmy Simpson, David Hornsby, Charlie, Logan Marshall Green. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, and Nate Mooney. And uh, some other, you know, people would get thrown in the mix every once in a while. But those those movies were so funny. Some of them are on Jimmy's. I think you can find some of them on YouTube. Oh, really? Some of those old, old, old crappy movies that they made that are so weird. They're all so weird. <laughs> so uh, when I got to know Jimmy, though, he he and Charlie were roommates in, in L.A. Um, and, you know, so I got to know Jimmy through through Charlie. And, and I got to know David through Charlie, too. Jimmy did this role on Letterman, this recurring thing where he was this intern who was this arrogant prick. Yeah. And uh, it, I, it slays me every time I watch old clips of Letterman. And... Uh, He's just, and he made Dave laugh, which is hard to do. You know why? You know why? Because, you know, Jimmy is is a real actor. Like he's, you know what I mean? So he commits to comedy in a way where it makes it so much funnier when you get this. You almost, it almost doesn't seem like a performance. You're like, I think people, including David, I think they were watching. They were like, is that really who he, who he is? You know what I mean? This guy's a real prick. Yeah, yeah this yeah. guy's a real prick. But yeah. it was so funny that it couldn't be, it couldn't be the real guy. Could, that person couldn't really exist. Yeah. And yet, Jimmy, there's no wink to the audience. Right. Even playing a, such a broad character, like his McPoyle character. Yeah. <laughs> there's never, there's never a wink. I mean, he, when he's you know, he plays it real, yeah. even though it's insane and clearly not real. There can <laughs> never be this person. You know he, what I mean? He, he cracks you up in a. He particular, kills me. Yeah, he cracks you up and you just die. I think is is the line is start breaking bricks, wet nips, wet nips. Yeah. Yeah. Wet nips. <laughs> that was an improvised line. Uh, yeah. not uh, yeah. And you just lose it. Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of the. He adds a lot of that kind of stuff in. To right, what right, we write, and it's great. If yeah. you're just jumping in, we're talking to Glenn Howerton. He's going to be at the Always Sunny podcast live tomorrow. Rain or shine at the man, by the way, Don McCloskey performing live too, who just played the MM Barbecue, which we were stoked about. And yeah. uh, Four Walls is presenting uh, this whole thing, Four Walls Whiskey, which is uh, uh, Robin and Glenn and Charlie own. Um, uh, is there any product placement that we'll see on It's Always Sunny with uh, with Four Walls? Is there a bottle oh, in the bar? And... I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, we're... we're you... I think you get a pass on that. It's your fictional bar. You you certainly deserve the right to display your own liquor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But we, we, we don't want to be, we don't want to be gross about it. I yeah. Mean, you know, look, the, the whole thing behind this, like, I mean, it's 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 great that we're involved in this. The, the truth is the people we're working with, um, the p- people we've partnered with have done such a great job of, of helping us to create a, uh, a whiskey and a design and a marketing plan where, like, really what we wanted is to, this. it should stand on its own. Right. Right. This should work whether we were involved or not. Mm. That was the thing from the very beginning. I was like, I don't want this to be about us. Right. It needs to be about you know, the, the the whiskey and what it represents, right? Bringing people together, the four walls of the bar. You wouldn't want to um, uh, co-opt your your fan base 
for you know and have them buy this without it, it actually being quality stuff, which makes sense. I want it to feel yeah. I want it to feel authentic, and I mean yeah. that was that was the reason why you know we've been approached in the past about doing something like this, and it, it just didn't feel right. This felt authentic. It felt like it represented what we represented as people and as and as a show, cool. and um, you know, so so I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna try to keep it subtle <laughs> yeah. somewhere somewhere. In the we did talk about it a lot. Sure. Yeah. Oh, we just keep talking about it uh, at Patty's. Are there are there any? I've never listened, looked this up. If there are any little Easter eggs on set or anything that you you know or other cast members have placed somewhere just as a little nod to a friend or or something along those lines. Anything interesting? Uh, you know what? That's a good idea. I should do that should before do the that. show dies. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I haven't done that. I, I do think, yeah, there was, there have been a couple things like that, a couple pictures behind the bar of mm-hmm. uh, people that we worked with, and uh, you know, one of the one of the extras that we had on the show was one of the we call them, you know the bar flies. Uh, he passed away, oh. um, and uh, so there's a picture of him behind the bar. Cool. I think there's a picture of of a bunch of troop, like a, a bunch of troops that I think I can't remember who. I think that's like somebody from. Rob's family, but yeah, not not a ton of that stuff. Yeah, no. uh, you said that's a good idea. Uh, how often? Because people are fanatical about the show, they know everything inside and out. And uh, so, how often do people suggest plot lines? Oh, plot you? lines. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, we yeah, I. I don't spend a lot of time on on Twitter or what do we call is it X now? X what are we now, calling yeah. it? Uh, I keep calling it Twitter, Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm still uh, saying MySpace. So, <laughs> so do, are we still tweeting or are we Xing? Uh, I still say tweeting. Yeah. I, Xing seems weird. It seems too adult filmish. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Um, well, uh, I don't spend a lot of time on there, but but I used to I used to like to go on Twitter to to especially after we aired an episode just to see kind of comments and stuff like that. And um, you know, I'd like to read the feedback. I'm I know you're not supposed to, but yeah. I actually like that stuff. Um, and you know, over the past, uh, over in the past, like, but yeah, there have been lots of like, hey, you should do an episode about this, or you should do a, an episode about this, and uh, it, you know, it sometimes, most of the time, it's not great because um, I have one for you. <laughs> you always have one. Yeah. Would you ever? Would you ever use a suggestion? Uh. You run a You're, risk. He's he's gonna, gonna, don't you run a risk of being sued? Like uh, yeah. this is something that I that I was told years ago when I you know I'd submit around writing samples or so on and so forth, and, and you know eventually I think you it realize, was Knight that talked to us about right, it. They won't. I think if, it was they, Rob. if they open them, I may have been Rob. You're you're opening up that potential for litigation because yeah. they'll come after you and sue you anyway, regardless. They do it all the time. There are people who are just. Oh, I had this idea. It's yeah. it's it's a scam, and some people believe they had it or they saw it and thought they had the idea first. And you just don't play in that, right? Yeah, I mean, we we've usually got records of this kind of thing, but um, you know, and I've got records on my phone of like the ideas that I've had that have been nuggets of ideas, whether we've used them or not. And you know, we've got all kinds of evidence to suggest. A lot of times, what where where it gets tricky really is when somebody comes at you with an idea and you're like, oh, we we already had that idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. We've been talking about that already because it's something that's in the news or whatever. Right. Um, you know, and, and uh, uh, yeah, it's tricky. I mean, I, I usually, do, if, if somebody's getting into like a detailed thing, I don't really read any of the suggestions anymore, <laughs> but even when I did, if it started to get real detailed, yeah. I mean, no, I don't want to, yeah. uh, you know. It can be a problem, yeah. yeah. It can be a problem, yeah. Um, Maybe you could work something out, Casey, where your idea... It's gonna. Be, he's gonna love it, and he's gonna go. Oh my well, god! Well, if it's we, a, we, if it's a good idea, we'll just you know give you a story by credit, and then, you know, I don't need any. I don't. I don't even need. He just that. wants a spinoff. I series. don't even need that. <laughs> I just want to be able to say to my friends, like, Dude, that was my idea. You're gonna give him the idea on the air, or no. you don't oh. give it on the air. No, 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 no. Give it on the privately. Air. You remember right. what happened with the electric car? You blurted that out on the air, and now look, look at that. Remember. <laughs> 
Prince did, uh, Harry. <laughs> did your buddy Prince Harry uh, float you any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> we saw that you hung out with him. Um, yeah, I mean, hung out with him is a bit of a, an exaggeration. But uh, he, no, he's. I think he's a Wrexham fan. Um, so he came up to us because awesome. I, I don't think he knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> I think he really only knew who Rob was. Right, and then okay. and then he's like, let's get a picture. And I was like, I'll get in that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird because obviously you have a lot of people that you meet and so on and so forth and, and, and sometimes you're not the last thing in the world you want to do is be you know rude but you just you just don't remember someone or you're, you know, and it's it's the kind of thing i'm sure you have to slalom a fair amount when you're encountering people i'm very good with faces i'm horrible with names myself so i'm, I'm pretty good with that but i mean juggling you know so i'm, I'm sure when you're besieged by as as he you know it's hard to keep track of who all is in the room yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i don't know i mean i could be wrong i mean i i didn't know if he knew who I was, or if he just thought like I was Rob's handler. Right. It was a. Uh, I mean, it's fascinating. We talked about it after it happened because of the Messi effect, right? And so the game that you guys went, the match went to see a uh, Messi was playing in L.A. and uh, Will Ferrell was there because he owns that club. I think they're actually playing um, the Union tomorrow night. Are they? Yeah, um, L.A.F.C. Um, uh, and and when uh, Casey got to see Messi when they played in Philly, when Miami played in Philly um, a month or so ago, um, it must have been cool because we were talking about. How many celebrities were at that match just because Messi was playing? Hundred percent. It was it, the it was the most bizarre experience. Like I've never seen anything like this. So it, it, there were a lot of Miami fans for sure, but it, it was packed, jam packed with LAFC fans. Um, and so everybody was cheering for LAFC and Messi. Right? Yeah, so yeah. Not there. Miami. Yeah. But like, so Miami boo, and then Messi would get the ball, and everyone would be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally fans of the opposing team cheering on Messi because everybody's like, well, I want LAFC to win, but I also want Messi to score. Yeah, that's crazy. I want to see him score. Yeah, I want to yeah. see him score. Yeah, what a no, phenomenon. But I was, I mean, you know, I've been watching Messi for years and I, I'm a soccer fan. And uh, But my 12-year-old son, who, who I brought to the match, um, is a massive, massive soccer fan. So that was that was the most exciting thing. Nice. Well, my 12-year-old also went. My brother took him. They're huge fans. And when he came back, I was like, how was it? He's like, he was all right. Like, I, don't, I don't really see the big deal. I'm like, wow. is this really happening? That, <laughs> is, that is your well, son. But you know right. what? But you know what? This is this is what I. If you're a real, if you're a real fan, and you really watched him on 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 the pitch, you could see how generous he is yeah. as a player. He okay, was, he's not trying to be yeah. like the. You know what I mean? He. He was passing the ball. He he had a cup. I think two of their goals were messy assists uh, in that match. Yeah, my so, bro- my brother said he could have just destroyed well, them all. He also he scored from yeah. like forty yards out. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> one, yeah. So no, he he was uh, definitely uh, he was there. He's like know? Gretzky. And, he yeah. sees the play before the play happens, yep. and he knows where to pass it That's to right. where somebody's uh, going to be eventually. And and it's just he, he's a generational talent, maybe the greatest player of all time. And uh, to watch him. To watch him see what's going to happen before it happens is truly mesmerizing. Yeah, he's his, he's he's so smart out there, and and you know he he knows how to conserve his energy. I was watching him a lot, just watching his body language. Um, he is a master of of the game. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, yeah, I think maybe your son is going to become a sportscaster that just does not. <laughs> you're right. Doesn't give a rat's. He'll make his own. <laughs> is it um, safe to say there'll be a master level 
exhibition tomorrow evening, Preston? I believe yeah, so. Yeah. I believe so. So uh, tomorrow night, obviously, at the Man is uh, is when the uh, Always Sunny and Podcast Live is happening. So uh, not only Glenn, but Rob and Charlie there, and producer uh, Megan Gans. Yes. And you guys are all talking about specific episodes, stories from that, what you remember. Uh, it's the Messies of Comedy. The, the Messies of Comedy. Of Comedy. I love that. Tomorrow that should be the official night. tour name. And brought to you by the Messy of Whiskeys as well. <laughs> and you can get pretty damn messy <laughs> yes, if you want to. And then Glenn's going to be back in town next month uh, yep. at Valley oh, yeah, Forge yeah. Casino. Yeah. You're doing that event at uh, Valley Forge. Yes. Excellent. So maybe we'll see you then again. We'll yeah, see. you guys going to be there? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I will now. I guess so. <laughs> or if yeah. you're not, you're saying maybe I could come back here and yeah. and talk again? Yeah. Yes. Okay. If you're free. <laughs> Pitch the hell out of the booth. You know what? Talk to my team. You know? All right. Next <laughs> time, uh, better coffee. Yes, that we promise. We'll monitor. <laughs> promise? We'll monitor. I don't, I don't, I don't think he I believes mean, that. You guys have had 25 years to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's pretty bad. All right. Yeah. Tomorrow night, the Always Sunny Podcast Live, brought to you by Four Walls. Thank you very much, Glenn. Great to see you. Oh, great to see you. Guys. Glenn Howard. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Kelly Ripa will be on when we return. So stay with us, friends. 93.3 WMMR. You're a real crumb bum. Crumb bum cash. You're not calling about a cheeseburger, are you? I'm calling about a thousand cheeseburgers. <laughs> he just won a thousand dollars with crumb bum cash. Your shot to win one thousand dollars five times a day. Listen for the Crumb Bum Contest keyword for your chance to grab some dough with MMR's Crumb Bum Cash. We're really happy to give you $1,000. From the MMR Procute to Monday morning $1,000 thing, you guys rock! Official rules at WMMR.com. Sponsored by Horizon Services, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Book online at horizonezbook.com. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Woo-hoo. Your wallet. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, we'll get a couple of stories for you here. We're going to start with this. Um, Steve, you sent me this one. Uh, experts have warned of a slow-mo Chernobyl disaster yeah. forming in icy waters north of Russia as dozens of nuclear submarines rot deep below the surface. In the Kara and Barents Sea, thousands of tons of nuclear waste equivalent to 6.5 Hiroshima's lie in a frigid underwater graveyard, slowly leaking radiation. The waste has been pumping out radioactivity, which could infect seafood and contaminate oil fields, making the region a ticking time bomb. Over 17,000 objects are scattered on the seabed with 18 nuclear reactors and sunken nuclear submarines. Is that not terrifying? The waste from one submarine, the Cosmomolets, is one million times higher than the safe limit. Uh, And some of the nuclear waste lies at a depth of only 98 feet. Feet, putting the Russian-produced radiation even closer to human beings. They just caught an 11-foot minnow, Preston. Wow. Yeah. So there's some upsides yeah. to it, I guess. Uh, by the way, one submarine, the K-159, lies with its uh, full uh, lies with its fold and unsealed reactors open to the elements spreading nuclear radioactivity. So there's no protective shell around the reactor as no. it's rotting underwater. Yeah. That's awesome. Have a nice day. Uh, the family of a North Carolina man who died after driving his car off a collapsed bridge while following Google Maps directions yeah. 
is suing the technology giant for negligence, claiming that it had been informed of the collapse but failed to update its navigation system. I think we've all had near misses like that. So Philip Paxson uh, drowned after his Jeep Gladiator plunged into Snow Creek. Paxson was driving home from his daughter's ninth birthday party through an unfamiliar neighborhood when Google Maps allegedly directed him to cross a bridge that had collapsed nine years prior and was never nine years. So they've had plenty of time to fix (laughs) the map thing. State troopers who found Paxton's body in his overturned and partially submerged truck have said that there were no barriers or warning signs along the washout roadway. He had driven off an unguarded edge and crashed about 20 feet below. I wonder if there's anything in the the usage terms for the service that absolves the company of that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. That's a good question, but that's that's pretty blatant. That Nine pretty, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travelers were shocked to see a man strolling naked at Dallas Fort Worth International Airport and caught the bear passenger on camera wandering the busy terminal. In a statement, hi. Uh, the airport said that the airport's Department of Public Safety responded to the nude man walking inside Terminal C at about 10.15 p.m. Is there a cinnamon around here? In the video, the adult man is seen sauntering through the airport by a restaurant. Uh, and the man in the video says, uh, there's a naked guy in the airport. And upon hearing the videographer's comments, the man in the nude points at him prompting the videographer to cheer, and he goes, yeah, there he is, my man. <laughs> uh, he was taken into custody and has been uh, has taken a look at a mental health evaluation. Listen, he's one of your safest bets if he's boarding a flight, right? Uh, There's yeah, nothing on you're him. right. right? Security-wise. Yeah, go right through. You don't have to worry about him. Please do not share if the unclothed man was charged. Uh, and then finally, we'll do one more story and wrap it up. A woman recently wrote a brutally honest obituary about her father and wants to thank the people who cared for him during his last days. Amanda Dennis of Ontario said her dad died at the age of 74. And it starts with, I am pleased to announce the passing of my father. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. After suffering multiple strokes, one, thankfully leaving him unable to speak. Oh the gosh. abusive, narcissistic, absentee father, husband, brother, son, finally kicked the bucket. <laughs> And she said, she also wrote, uh, because he treated people with disdain, there will be no service. Wow. Uh, Dennis tried to post the obituary on the funeral home website where her father was cremated, but it was removed. She said, not all parents are good, and that's okay, and it's okay to talk about. My father was absent, he was abusive, he was narcissistic. Uh, This is the truth. Apparently a lot of people agreed. Yeah, this is the way he was, this is my family's truth, and I'm not going to change that because somebody won't post it. His Uh, favorite thing to do was to walk through the airport naked. In the obituary, uh, she also wanted to make sure that the staff who were dealing with her father were thanked. She said special thank yous to the staff at the Princeton Regional Hospital for putting up with this miserable human for so long. Oh my God. The residents and staff at Sunshine Ridge for their support towards his family at this time. Uh, Dennis says she's very appreciative of their work and what they had to deal with. Uh, so they didn't have to, the ability to walk away, she said, or cut themselves away at all. Another family member, uh, Bonnie uh, Kandulski, uh, says the deceased... Uh, says the deceased is her husband's half-brother and agrees with the obituary. Wow. Yeah, so he's gone. I I told you guys this not that long ago. I had a friend who passed away. Now, his wasn't negative in nature. It was still a positive obituary, but the way it was written was like, he was a real ball buster. Like, it was was very casual and told it how it was, but it was still positive. It's happened a couple, well, yeah, that that ends up being positive. This person was by all me- yeah. m- measures, reprehensible. And she says, in lieu of flowers, Dennis is asking for people to be kind to one another. Dishonest <laughs> wow. All right, Casey, I have a question. Yeah. Can we break and come? No, we can't. No, no, but we have to do, okay. 
Well, we kind of had to wait to do the crumb bomb uh, solicit. So what I was going to do is play our commercials, come back, then do the crumb bomb. I'm sorry I have to talk about this on the air, but I have yeah. to get out of here by 1015 yeah. and then talk to our guest. Is that possible to do that? Or He's uh, checking right now. Okay, Marissa. Yeah. Could- yeah, let's All right, we're going to do that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and as close to 8 as we can get it, or 10, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, we're going to do the Crumb Bomb Cash. Yes. And then Kelly Ripa is scheduled to be on with us. So sorry, but uh, i t- I got to get out of here. You've got to go days. do a, an event. I do. So we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us, please. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Dear friends, oh, it's perfect. This time's out perfect. It's 10.01 a.m., which means, yeah, we have a chance to win money. We're going to do that now, and then immediately after that, we have a guest on the line who we're very excited to yes. talk to. So let's do this money thing. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. Very simple. The word is luxury, L-U-X-U-R-Y. We'll give you until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do it. You can enter it at WMMR.com or through the MMR app, or you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest, and each winner gets a call from Beasley, so make sure that you do answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. Sponsored by Horizon Services, by the way. All right, 
right. The word again is luxury. L-U-X-U-R-Y. Come and get it. All right. Our guest is on the line. Ready to talk to her. Talked to her many times throughout the years. She's awesome. Always wonderful to chat, especially her history in this area. Yes. And all of that. But her book is now uh, available on paperback. It was a huge hit. It's a hardcover. It is called Live Wire, Long-Winded Short Stories. Please welcome Kelly Ripper to the show. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much. It feels so good to be home. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, uh, speaking of being from around this area, I want to get this out of the way right now. <laughs> I think yeah. three years ago, my wife and I purchased a shore house that one of your family m- members owned. It's in Wildwood Crest. Oh, I wonder. Maybe. <laughs> oh, my aunt moves with my aunt Pauline. See, I don't know. You don't know He's the trying name? to find out who it is. People have just told us, "Oh, that's the the Rip House. It's yeah. her cousin or her uncle or." Her aunt. I, I don't. I've heard a few different maybe stories. Pauline, I think. Yeah, maybe my aunt Pauline. I think she had a house in Wildwood Crest. Okay, there you go. He was just wondering if it was just sort of a sales tactic to get him to purchase the house. <laughs> well, the, the realtor didn't tell us that, but oh. some of the neighbors around there have. So. <laughs> what a big sales tactic! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, listen, the 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 book is moved to to paperback now, which is always a, a pretty awesome thing. And um, you know, it was on the, the New York Times bestseller. Uh, so, does do they have a, a paperback bestseller as well? Uh, yes, they okay. do. All right. Then we oh, got to. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yes, yeah, so, so they'll give you the breakdown of whether it's selling in hardcover or paperback or that that whole that whole deal. But I, sometimes, let me ask you if this is the case with this. Sometimes they'll uh, you will add additional material to a paperback version. Is it is it the same? Is it the 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 one the same version that we would find in hardcover? It is the same version in hardcover. But I will say this. Um, what I like about there there is a, a bit of an addendum. There's the. Uh, the back cover, um, the back cover, uh, where I explain to you what exactly this book is, and I sort of made it like a commercial, like an infomercial. <laughs> okay. Um, which I, I, you know, for me, it's I write to amuse myself, and then I hope other people are also amused. So I wrote it. As it's an infomercial, as if copies are flying off the shelf, <laughs> act now. It's a commemorative copy. You know, it's only available for a limited time. Um, but the, what I like about the paperback version of the book is its size and scale and transportability. Yes. Whereas, you know, hard copy books are very hard to travel with. They're hard to take on a trip. They're, you know, they're hard. Yeah. This is a nice, soft, choppy little book. And I I find it. I find it charming. Yeah, the hardcover's for you're you're there with your pipe and you're reading it in the conservatory. <laughs> the uh, the uh, the paperback is for, is for the beach or no maybe the beach where not now but just portable where you're you know moving around. I wanted to ask you since you have this book and it's a collection and all the critics are saying it a great collection of stories that are easily uh, consumable. But now you're there's another chapter of your life. You now working with your husband Mark uh, on, on the show and there you know it, it, there seems to be no signs of abating. Um, is, is are you just simply laying ground for a second book or is that something you would even consider down the road it's it's so funny so you start hosting a talk show with your husband and suddenly every publisher is like we have a great idea a book about the two of you being married and how you're married and a marital book and i said that sounds like a recipe for divorce (laughs) (laughs) what i really appreciate 
about you guys is uh, your openness uh, into your personal lives. And we do that here on our radio yeah. program as well. And it took me years to be able to be comfortable to open up about all the warts and all of that stuff. Um, did that come easy to you, Kelly, or did it take some time to develop the, uh, the, the thick skin or maybe just not even care attitude about this is my life? No, I've got to tell you that for I I am I marvel at Mark because it took him about three weeks to get to where it took me eight to ten years to get. <laughs> Comfortability, like where I was so insecure and so worried all the time about oh what people might think or or if if I say this will it be poorly received and Mark just dives head in and he does not it's not that he doesn't care it's that he is willing to put it all out there and like take his lumps he doesn't he doesn't mind it at all and i don't know if that's a man woman thing i don't know if that's like because we've been married for 28 years thing i don't know but he really is super super comfortable in his own skin in a way that i've only recently gotten to be comfortable. That's pretty wild. I, I tell you, there's every reason in the world for me to hate your husband because he's incredibly good looking and very talented and <laughs> all of those things that are all there and I and I, I think he's fantastic. I, I loved him on Riverdale and uh, he he's just seems to be a great guy and obviously you guys are great together. He is. Uh, so, um, does he have any, I mean, has he considered the notion of a, a take on his life? Has seeing the success of your book uh, perhaps lit a match for him to perhaps explore or a little biography of him, his uh, his own experiences. It's interesting. I would I would have to ask him that. Yeah. I mean, I think I made it the process. He went through it. Luckily for him, he was shooting Riverdale when I was writing this book, and he was living in Vancouver. Um, but I tortured him nonetheless. <laughs> I tortured him constantly, sending him re- revised uh, edits of uh, chapters that I had written and rewritten and rewritten. And I think I made it look pretty um, unpleasant. <laughs> However, he is a great writer. I mean, he, you know, he went to college. <laughs> he's got a business degree, believe it or not. And so he really, I think he could write an amazing book. Will he? I, I have no idea. We've never actually discussed it. Well, we'll wait for it if it, if it does come out. I have to ask you just a, a quick funny thing. And there, there was a picture that I think the Daily Mail had it. It was you coming out of the gym. And they were saying, here's, you know, here's Kelly without her makeup. I don't know if they're trying to sort of make hay or whatever, but... It, you you look fantastic, and it almost seemed in the article itself they were sort of depressed that you actually looked you know pretty damn good, regardless. <laughs> and you could almost you could almost sense it in the tone of the article, like we had hoped to get this monster walking out of the gym, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty much Kelly Ripa. To be clear, I am an absolute monster. <laughs> and every time I I can take my makeup off and walk past our audience who they tend to like linger in the lobby and they they've got like a, a kiosk that sells like merch for our show. I wash my face as soon as the show is done and I walk right past them and they have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That is a superpower. That's a superpower. <laughs> that's a disability. Sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's excellent. Um, well, with this, uh, Kelly, with the book now uh, transferring over to uh, to paperback, um, are, it, it, what, what's next uh, for you outside of the, the television realm? Uh, is there anything that you're working on? 
Yeah, I'm always working on uh, everything. I mean, I do. We run a production company, so we have a lot of um, unscripted series. Of course, everything scripted is on hold right now. Yes. Due to the writer's strike and the actor's strike. So right now, we're just focusing all of our efforts on the um, unscripted uh, TV faction of our production company. And, and that's all we can do. And, and um you know, we stand with our writers and actors, and, and and we just hope that this comes to a quick and speedy resolve. It's been five months, and and I know a lot of people are out of work and hurting, yeah. and it's, it's really unfair. So we're we're keeping our fingers crossed for we, all of the, the progress that they're making in the talks right now. Yeah, we had read a story that hopefully there was going to be information today, but I have not seen anything, and and I I don't know yeah. what what you've heard if if they're if they're you know hopefully going to be resolving this by the end of the year, but I, I did read that if they don't do it soon, it's probably going to be after the first of the year. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm really, I'm a naturally, like, hopeful person, so I'm hopeful that the people involved in the negotiations will, will really come to some sort of, um, you know, I always say a good bargain, a good deal is when everybody is mildly disappointed. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. so let's not try to, let's, let's try to come to some sort of uh, agreement where, ev- you know, where where everybody can can tolerate the agreement, you know, because people, re- everybody thinks about, oh, just the actors and the writers, but there are so many people mm-hmm. out of business the longer this strike goes on. There's, it's more than people realize, you yep. know, there's, there's whole departments that are put out of business. There's collater- a lot of collateral damage. It's a huge industry. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Kelly, we will uh, point people in the direction of their uh, nearest bookstore or newsstand to pick Thank up Livewire, long-winded short stories now available on paperback. It's always great to talk to you. Thanks for coming on this morning. Great to talk to you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, you got it. Kelly Ripa, hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, so, with that... We are now going to ask you a lesson question. Uh, We're going to see if you do indeed know something about today's program. So the lesson question today, the prize, by the way, uh, VIP four-pack of tickets to the Lincoln Mill Haunted House tomorrow in Maniunk. And the question I think I'm going to go with here is, what is the name of David Coverdale's deli? It's It's so stupid. Uh What is the name of David Coverdale's deli? It's his birthday today, by the way. Exactly. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get our stories this morning, Steve. What's going on? All right, well, The Rock reportedly raised... Oh, wait, let me get the beginning of that story. The Rock stunned a packed crowd at the WWE SmackDown in Denver last week, entering the ring after more than four years away. Rock reportedly raised his hand to his mouth and yelled, can you smell what The Rock has reheated now that Black Adam bombed? Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) Golf superstar Phil Mickelson, impressed that you were backing this up, admitting to his years-long gambling problem, said Mickelson, quote, I knew it had gotten away from me when I placed a bet on what the gist of this quote would be. Oh my God. So that's bad. And finally, Ryan Seacrest is working hard to get ready for his debut as the next host of the Wheel of Fortune. Seacrest says he's been getting up every day at five just so he can have an hour before dinner. Ah. And that's. <laughs> <laughs>
right, thank you. All right, so let's see what we're going to do here. We're going to see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Uh, what is the name of David Coverdale's <laughs> Deli? 215-263. WMMR. That was from like 635 this morning. We'll go to Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Good morning. Good, morning. Good morning, buddy. All right, Andrew, what is the name of David Coverdale's Deli? Uh, Coverdale's. Coverdale's, <laughs> yeah. Four pack of tickets for the Lincoln Mill Haunted House this Saturday, September 23rd, located at 4100 Main Street in Maniac. Features over 50 live scare actors, production quality sets, props, animatronics, and special effects. Tickets and info at LincolnMillHaunt.com, by the way. All right, so uh, this just in. Are we, are, are what are we doing? We're going to wrap up the show now? Doing it right now. Casey says we can wrap up the show now. Is there, we have a thing to do. You've never asked to do this. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, and I think people will understand. Yeah, I want to get out early. There is a, there is a very sick child in a hospital. No. He made a promise to visit. <laughs> and on the way, he's going to play golf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the way to the hospital? That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. He's just going to stop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I've, I'm, I'm playing in a, uh, in a in a two day golf tournament, and this is one that uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm actually already missing part of it as we yeah. speak. Uh, so it's a friend of mine, and it's a it's a really cool event, and I and I just I want to leave a few minutes early. You, you committed to it; you don't want to screw them up. We normally wrap up about 15, 20 minutes from now. Yeah, and so I want to I want to get over there as soon as possible. Oh my god! I need you to stop talking okay. and listen to me. I'm okay. I got it. So that means I just uh, everybody needs to know we're going to do the letter. We're going to wrap up the program do it. now. Yes. By the way, Pierre is now putting his foot through the. <laughs> I was. Are you maybe. goddamn kidding me? I'm sure he's pissed. Alerted him. Uh, but I apologize, yeah. Pierre. So uh, anyhow, uh, we're going to do the letter of the day now. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Oh, as in no range. All right, so we'll take uh, caller number five at two one five two six three WMMR, and we will do. We will see. We won't do anything. <laughs> we will do, and we will see. We will do what the word of the week is. No, we will see what, uh, what uh, we do. We get in the calls when we do that. When we do. <laughs> oh that we do What's going on? That we do so well, and the phone and <laughs> thing. All that stuff. I love when people can. Actors, when they yeah. can do that, yeah. that prattle on yeah. thing, I don't do it on purpose. I do it by accident. <laughs> uh, but it is entertaining when it's done properly. All right. Well, I would like to thank first and foremost Mr. Glenn Howard uh, for being on a program. Uh, Four Walls Whiskey presents their event. We are we are also welcoming. Uh, we're we're a welcoming sponsor uh, for the Always Sunny in podcast, Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast, which is tomorrow at the Man. Now. Um, the statement says rain or, rain or shine. shine. It's happening. So I- even if there's rain in the forecast and we do get downpours, it's kind of iffy as to when that stuff is going to hit. But they are planning on doing it tomorrow night. Bring some, you know, rain gear with you. Yeah. And they're going through with it. Yep. And uh, we just had her on Kelly Rippa. She was always wonderful to talk to her. Get her new book on paperback. All right. Uh, we will go to the phones. Get a winner. Uh, caller number five. I have John on the line. Hey, John. Hey, you guys rock. Thank you, brother. All right. <laughs> John, what's our word of the week? It's macro. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Macro. And 
So, dude, you're set up for tomorrow night. We're going to give you a four-pack of great seats, VIP parking as well, and VIP club access to the Always Sunny podcast. I'm a very important person today. (laughs) That you are. All right, buddy. Congratulations to you, John. Have a good time tomorrow night, okay? Thank you so much. You You guys rock. Hang on, buddy. We appreciate that. And uh, don't forget, more of Crumbum Cash is coming up, so you could be a winner like John of $1,000. He won these great tickets, but you could win $1,000 still. Uh, I do want to remind you about the Always Sunny podcast. There are some tickets that are still available uh, via Ticketmaster. Yep. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, the President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, and the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Uh, also brought to you by Trinity Rehab, locations all over and now opening King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. So when we get back next week, uh, we got some really cool things lined up for you. We are going to have uh, our buddy David Wissickinen of yes. the uh, Hooters. There's a documentary he's going to be talking about. Uh, Peter Faccianelli, oh. uh, Jake Tapper. Uh, we will have Fall Activities. Oh. The new theme song and everything. And a special guest next week. Bill Weston will be on the program. Yes, Bill Weston will be a special guest. Something very important to talk about. All right, so that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a fantastic weekend, friend, and we will see you later. Bye-bye. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.